All right, what is going on, everybody? Mic check, can you hear me? Are we good? Yes, you can, because I can hear myself. Did it, did it transfer? Did it auto-transfer over? I hope so. Because it hasn't been doing that. Pushing people over. No, it hasn't been. It has not been. What's up, everybody? We will say our normal hellos and then we will start getting into it. Um, I feel like there's so many cases right now. Well, not so many, right? We have. Idaho 4 and Delphi, which are like the biggest cases out right now. And I think that those two cases are semi covering up the how big Gilgo should be. How big Gilgo should be? Yeah. yeah. I guess I could see that. I I just I think Gilgo is a huge deal. It is very rare that we catch and or find um, a, a serial ender similar to like BTK or uh, Hillside or and that's exactly what Hewerman is. And, um, you know, you, you just don't hear as much about it. But for me, this is like the prime time serial ender that that I like to get in their heads and try and understand the the soci sociopathy behind it, you know. Yeah, he's like a classic, uh, you know, 70s, 80s serial killer. He is. And he might have been he might have been doing his deeds during that time, even. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. We do not know. But you want to go through the hellos real quick? And I'm going to use the restroom. Good to see you, everybody. ZJ. Hey, J. Ray. Hey, Michael. Violetta. Stem. Hey, Casey. Yeah. So I feel like maybe the wife knew about the prostitutes being a thing, but since the dead ones were definitely while she was gone, maybe he didn't let her know about that part of his kink or something. See, the statement with Karen Vergata makes me question otherwise. Um, the fact that she was there, you know, while he was do doing that. If that's all true, then I think she has to have some kind of idea. And even if they never talked about it explicitly, um, maybe it was something that just went unsaid, but was known. You know what I mean? Hey, Lynn. That's just my thoughts on it. Hey, Ann. So I think it might have worked for Ann, but I think she clicked. I'm not sure. Oh, clicked over? Yeah. I feel like I have uh, some good evidence 
personal, uh, I guess, theory. I have some good theory around why I believe she knows. Um, well, good luck, Casey. You'll be all right. It'll be okay. Don't worry. What? Um, hey, Kimmy. Yeah, she's got secrets for sure. <laughs> California. You'll uh, have a good time. Yeah. Hey, Heather. If I didn't already say hi, I couldn't remember if I did or not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I can imagine four months is scary, you know, for the first time, like on your own in yeah. a very long time. <laughs> yeah. Would be scary. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be hard being away from everybody that you're close to and know. Um, but uh, it, it also gives you the ability to have a good time, too, you know, some personal time. But. Um, yeah, hey, Zonia, welcome, welcome. We're glad you could pop in for a few minutes. All right. So let's get our intro going here. And we appreciate all of you for being here. And uh, this is the true crime talk show. And, uh, you know, this is the place where we dive in a little bit deeper in some of the topics that we cover during the podcast. And, uh, you know, it's where we're able to talk with and have a good time with our viewers. Obviously, it's one of our favorite things that uh, we get to do around the podcast. And we have a great time doing it. Now, tonight we are going to be talking about two main topics. We have a couple requested viewer topics from last night. Some people were asking about our opinion on Idaho 4 and the new Linda Lane updates that had come out. I, I'm not 100% sure where those that information came from. I think maybe it came from Get a Clue originally. And I think... Um, uh, Harsh did a video on it and people were curious about how, how we feel about it. Now I did, I didn't have time to do a ton of digging on it, but I did watch enough to at least comment on the topic and we'll be able to get into that with the Idaho four. We're going to jump into, um, Gilgo first, just because the Idaho four topics can go on forever. If we start with Idaho four, we probably aren't going to get away from Idaho four. So, uh, we will touch on the um, the other topics first, go through everything first, and then we will dig into the Idaho 4 where we will do our absolute best to at least leave at, at half of the, the true crime talk show to the Idaho 4. But uh, make sure you guys, if you haven't, check out our podcast on... Um, yes, thank you, Zonia, and hit that thumbs up button. It helps us. That's something you guys can do for free, and it goes a long way, a very, 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 very long way. It goes a longer way than a lot of other things that, uh, you know, like financial support, things like that, uh, to, to into your favorite shows. The thumbs up goes further, in my opinion. So please hit that like button, please hit that thumbs up button, and we appreciate you for it. Um, now I forget what I was saying around the podcast, but make sure you guys hop on here and check it out. Check out the true crime talk show where we're uploading these conversations and shows right now. Uh, we are also doing our long form conversations on here and 
If you are on here, please give us a rating. Again, that goes a very, very long way. I know, I think at the bottom, you can also leave uh, comments as well, right? Am I wrong? I know you can on Apple. So if you could do that for us, that would be awesome. We appreciate it. And uh, we will dig into it. Did I miss anything? No. Okay. Okay. I got my rant down. Yes. Okay. So digging into Gilgo, right? Uh, I know that the video that we just watched was a little bit of a slower pace from what we normally uh, are at for our podcast topics and videos. Um, but I think it was important to get those statements out to lead to, to kind of build that base around what we're going to be talking about here. Right. And that information came out from a secret investigation between the attorney for the Shannon Gilbert family. Right. Is that the attorney Mm -hmm. that, okay. So the Shannon Gilbert attorney was working on a secret investigation with the police chief and they were using private investigators. They were talking to people. And honestly, I I think that it made a lot of people offended. I, I don't remember if it was the FBI who came out and made a statement saying something along the lines of, well, they should have included us or something like that. Uh, but they got some traction. They got some really good traction. They actually have four people that came out saying, hey, we had situations where there is some sketchy stuff going on with Rex Hewerman. Then we had two of them that gave official statements, uh, signed, um, what, um, affidavits, affidavits, signed affidavits to use in court of encounters that they had with Rex Hewerman. Now, both of those, well, not both. One of them strongly suggests that his wife right here, right? The lady that gets all the bad pictures taken literally is like the least photogenic person ever, right? <laughs> I, when I'm looking at pictures for her, they are the worst ever. The worst pictures ever. And not because of her, but it's it's like she always has such a horrible face on. Like she is so angry at the world 100% of the time. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. But... um. Look right there, bro. You're giving the worst pictures. Okay. Anyways, enough trash talking. I feel like I I have the green light to trash talk now, uh, on her because I feel like she's guilty. Guilty of what? Clarify. A co-conspirator in this. So when you have a murderer, when you have a serial killer, when you have a mass murder, when you have any kind of murder, okay, if you know about that and you do not say something that is a felony, that is a felony charge for you not to come forward and say something. I do not believe she did not know this was going on. I don't know the circumstances behind it. I don't know if she was threatened. I have no idea if Rex Hewerman took her hair, put it on the bodies and said, look, you're not going to say nothing or I'm taking you down with me. I don't know. But based on the statement that we have, it sounds like it wasn't like that. It sounds like she was keeping one of the the friends of another one of Rex Hewerman's co-conspirators in abusing these women um, 
company while the guys did what they did. Yeah, I'm curious because in the statement, okay, so this this woman, she goes to their home after being at a swingers club. Um, see, They see an ad. They go to the Huerman home after seeing this ad about a party, okay, um, a sex party. Uh-huh. And, you know, clearly the police officer knew Rex before. That's the strong impression we get from the affidavit is that they they knew each other yeah um but anyway they go there and the police officer the girl's partner takes off with rex Huerman and the girl that they had picked up on the way there sounds like it was they don't say where they picked her up from it sounds like they just picked her up on the side of the street or something um and then they run off to the back of the house basically yeah with the girl and mm-hmm. and I mean, because it doesn't really explicitly say that. It says that he runs off with Huerman and she's assuming that they are ha- having relations together. Huerman and the guy, the cop, uh, her partner. But the girl, Karen Vergata, is gone at the same time. Like, yeah. So I don't know if they were actually having relations together or if they were both assaulting her. That's my guess. The guy comes out, okay, and and he clearly had been doing something, you know, like he he admit he was missing his belt. Yeah. They go out to the car. He's like, "Oh, I'm missing my belt," and he goes to look for it, and then he, you know, he comes back and gets in the car, and Karen Vergata comes running out, naked, naked. Yes. Well, first she's pressed on a window naked. And then yes. and he's like, oh, don't worry. They're just playing a game. And then she comes running out of the house, running around to the like the side of the garage. According to the statement, According it's Karen Vergata. Yep. Yes. Yep. 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 Um, oh, Cynthia gifted five memberships. That is awesome. Highlighted. Thank you, Cynthia. And oh, J. Ray got one. We were just talking about that. Yes. So, yeah, exactly. Art of deduction, true crime. Allegedly, allegedly. I do think that's important. I do think that's important. However, however, where the lawyer is. um, Oh, I should have I should have called these out. Sorry. ADHD brain. Once I get going, I have a hard time stopping. Um, But yeah. So Cynthia gifted five memberships. That is incredible. We appreciate that a ton. And the people who got it here are J Ray Devo. Did you make your name after the band? Um, It's Kimmy. Oh, it is the band. The whole band. Devo in the house. Wait, what's the Devo song? Firm, 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 right? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> but uh, Kimmy, Veronique, uh, Riddler, yes, we love you all and we appreciate that, Cynthia. That is awesome, awesome, awesome. And the Thought Riot community is growing, and I made a promise that, okay. I'm going to get my recording done by Friday, okay? You guys got to hold me to it. I'm going to get it done by Friday. I I still have about an hour of edit. Well, an hour of editing is roughly about three to five hours of actual time it takes to edit. So I have an hour of content, three to five hours of editing to do. But 
Whip it. Yes, that's it. That's it. Thank you, Elser. Thank you. Um, so, um, but uh, yeah, no, that's perfect. Yeah, we need to talk about Chucky's Chucky's video when we, we are. get to Idaho Four in the yep. second in the second half. We're gonna have to talk about that. We are. We are absolutely. Where Where's the thumb? I should put that thumb up while we're doing intros and just starting to get into it here. So, hang on one second. Let me see. We're not doing intros anymore. I know we're not doing intros anymore, but uh, it helps people know kind of what we're talking about. Some people don't see the thumb when they join on. They just see that you're live or it gives a notification or whatever. Um, so I, I think it's good to have it up here. It gives kind of without having to say anything, it kind of gives people the rundown of what we're going to be talking about. And um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you all. Um, so. I don't remember where I was in the store. Oh, yes, I do. Okay, so the lawyer. So going back to the lawyer here, what uh, John John Ray? What I think is his name? What uh, Art of Deduction was talking about with the allegedly, and it's possible that that lawyer is stretching to get some attention. I I agree that is a possibility. Okay, hey Ashley, welcome. We haven't seen you for a few days. Hope you're doing good. And yes, Bart, we got you. We got you. We've been trying harder to stay on topic, uh, and then we'll come to the chat and we will answer questions. So if there's a little bit of a delay from what we were doing before, it's so that we can get some good conversation out, and then we will, um, and then we'll answer questions. So going back to the attorneys, I'm going to finish the statement this time. Okay. <laughs> um, I think you're onto something. I think it's very possible that an attorney could come out. And that he is looking, this guy right here, that he is looking for um, some of that limelight, okay? This is a huge deal. This is a very big case. However, while I'm looking at that situation, I'm also looking at the fact that the chief of police was involved, this man right here. And he co-signed this investigation and co-signed the results of the investigation. Now, again, I that is still alleged. There's no way around that that it's not. It is alleged, okay? But uh, the fact that we have police involvement and a high-ranking police officer adds worth, in my opinion, to that story. The fact that these uh, women were, were able to come forward and sign their statements saying, yes, this is the truth. This is the whole truth. And uh, I swear by it. You know, I think that adds to the possibility of these statements. Now, um, I also... Okay, this is where I'm going to go with this that I haven't said yet. I also think that I'm seeing signs that prove this story could be true. And I had this up before I talked about it on this page here. So we're seeing Rex Hewerman's wife come out. I, I didn't get to make my point. Oh, well, go. <laughs> so I was just mentioning, I mentioned, I told the kind of the story because she sat there the wife okay and didn't have anything to do with this supposed sex party at their home she didn't want like the the lady she offered to like do things with her and she was like no she sat there talked to her and then they left 
and that was going on with Karen. I, it's and weird. I know. She's sitting in the home. So guaranteed she saw Karen at some point running around naked. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I agree. Rex even burned a fire in the backyard that night. I, I know. It's weird. I'm telling you. It is weird. So the fact that she sits there has nothing to do with like the sex aspects of it and says that she's really lucky he's rich and brought her from her home country. Um, it kind of makes me feel like, oh, I'm so lucky he's rich. And I, it's almost like a mail ordered bride situation. It's so strange. Yeah. It, is he <clears throat> like a classic serial killer? Okay. That has a family as a front. But he was honest with her about it. That that's what I'm curious about. And uh, I do want to highlight what what Art of Deduction saying because you're pulling some good points. One thing I I want to I'm not surprised about the sex parties at all. Right. That's what I was gonna say. Is I f at least for us, right? And I we're oh, very open minded. I don't know how transparent I want to get around the background of like. When you grow up in Southern California, I feel like you look at sex and nudeness and things like that. Very, very, very different. You know, there's it's like hippie central in Southern California. So yeah. I think I grew up with a little bit of a different perception around that. So the sex party aspect of it is not shocking to me. It That is not shocking whatsoever at all. No. Point blank, period. Um, it, it, I think it happens a lot more than a lot of people realize. And I think that a lot of people would be surprised how many of their good friends and neighbors are going to these types of parties. You know, um, it, it's not taboo. I agree. It's not taboo at all. Um, what, what our focus is, is what is weird in this situation is they have this party going on and she doesn't want anything to do with it. Essentially it's it. Yeah. The way that it's written makes it sound like she could have been a kid in a corner like i don't want nothing to do with this and then a, a good looking woman asked if you know she wanted to do things with her and she turns it down denies it no um i don't know that i get the impression that she was sitting there like a kid in the corner i just get the impression she didn't have anything to do with that aspect of his life like they didn't have a sexual relationship. Like, I mean, they were, so they have kids clearly. Uh, but again, was this all set up so, intentionally to look this way? So he could appear like a family dude, man. She, she had a part of it. She 100% had a part of it. And here's why. Okay. I, I'm not a swinger, you guys, but, um, I, I've had a lot of friends who are, you cannot be a single man swinger is not possible. It is not possible. 95% of the swinger parties out there require you to have a man and a woman. Yeah. There is no way that she was not involved if they found an ad on a wall to meet up with them. No way. Unless he's taking pictures with her and creating ads and making up lies and stories, but she's home. So people are coming here and they're saying like, hey, we're here to party with you, couple, couple and couple. And whether they're a soft swing, hard swing, whatever, and look those terms up. <laughs> I don't want to describe them, uh, but sh she knew there's involvement there. There's no way it's not. I just no, no I, way. I'm not saying she's not involved. I'm saying 
I think about okay being a swinger going to a couple's house you feel safe because there's a man and a woman there it's disarming they're a couple like you it's not this single creepy man it's disarming so was she a part of it as like a, a wing like a you know like a like a, a sidekick to disarm people because it's the perfect front he's a family yeah. man he's a swinger he's just like you uh and yeah you have to get access to like trapeze and or whatever the sex club the swinger club was the, it, you had to have a partner you could not go in there yeah with a partner ch that that's something different you're not wrong but that's that's different than a swinger scene so yeah. there are different scenes and usually the what you're talking about at the end of your statement there isn't what you see in a an actual swinger party yeah it could <clears throat> be that celtic that's a good comment because the apparently the girl she was um black she thought maybe that uh maybe she didn't like you know people of color or whatever and so she that's why she turned her down maybe um, but that was an assumption on her own part so yeah maybe maybe i and let's i, I mean i we, don't know obviously her memory isn't going to be perfect of the event either so yeah we're kind of i just think what i'm getting at because the details surrounding look every swinger couple i've ever met in my life whether you know they're at nude beaches because there's nude beaches all over california and southern california there's nude communities all over southern california when i was in high school we would joke around and play jokes on on these communities and throw fireworks and like we were just around that stuff all the time and um when uh using that experience and then looking at this and knowing kind of how that community works i don't think it's possible for her not to be complicit in this in some way yeah. now is her complicitness a okay i'll help you do this but i don't want anything to do with anything else maybe but that is still a felony that is still a felony even if you didn't have anything to do with it hmm. i would be shocked if they didn't get her for murder too yeah doing that yeah so the cynthia said a channel creator in new york said men would hire sex workers to take to swingers parties because they were required to bring a date to get in the door yeah that's yeah i'm sure that happened the, absolutely the um, only thing is the ad that throws me off i would be so because i i agree with you cynthia and i wondered that too but there was an ad for the hewermans at the 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 club or whatever the notorious swinger club and then not only is there the ad but these people are showing up at their house with both rex and her there so you have both of those if if there was just an ad right of hewerman it could be any girl and then there is no wife involvement but because there's wife involvement there i feel like there's the only option is that the ad was hewerman and her because it's almost like she's co-signing that these things were going on. Yeah. I mean, so when I say I didn't think she was involved in the sexual parts, I more mean that I feel like her and Rex specifically don't have a, a sexual relationship with each other. And it's more of a separate thing. Like maybe yeah, they swap. go to these swinger parties and they really don't have anything to do with each other. They just go together and leave together. Yeah. 
And that's totally common. It's not an uncommon thing in that swinger community. And that's part of the reason why uh, I there's nothing wrong with wanting variety. You know, I, I'm not putting anybody down. If If that's what they figured out, worked for them then that is awesome he's a serial killer i don't care what uh, works for them (laughs) i'm using that as an example without taking into account the killer part obviously when you take into (laughs) account the killer part there's issues there clearly you know yeah um but i i just mean in general for couples if that's what works for you look i'm not i'm not commenting on that but i think that proves that there is some kind of complicit complicity there on her part and uh what like i said whether she's involved or not i think these are the questions that need to be answered now where i was going earlier as somewhat of a a evidence in my opinion is as soon as soon as we saw these statements come out talking about the possibility of her involvement in this situation we immediately saw responses saying, hey, I have cancer and my insurance is about to run out when we haven't heard anything, nothing this entire time. She hasn't made any statements. She hasn't said anything. She hasn't done anything. Just radio silence. Now, all of a sudden that comes out and she throws things out there that that put her in a victimized light. Yeah, but that's I feel like you're you're saying it like the this statement came out and then she said she had cancer. This is from August. Well, so this she, is a continuation. Yeah, but she she announced that she had cancer uh back then. Um well, so it hasn't been pushed then. It hasn't been pushed very hard I if mean, that's the case. I mean, I've seen it. <laughs> I just, I feel like, um, because what I read was a dated article where she's not the one talking. It's her lawyer coming yeah. out talking and saying, Hey, this is what's going on with my, uh, my client in this situation. For me, that's an immediate red flag because one, these are not common things you come out and just tell the public. You know, these are things that normally you keep close to your chest and they're private things. You know, you don't need people to know about it. But in this situation, we see some kind of interest around her. And then she throws out, hey, this is what I have going on, which in my opinion could be an attempt to make people look at her and feel bad for her. And I think that is my big red flag with this situation. That's how it makes me feel is that, hey, I'm a victim here, too. Look at me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I see that. Um, So I know that they started a GoFundMe for Rex Herman's family. I think it was. It was one of the other family members of a well-known serial killer, like Happy Face yeah. Killer. I think it might have been his daughter that started it. Yeah, um, I did see that, actually. To help them out. And that was quite a while ago. Um, that's not new news by any means. But I wonder if all of these speculations surrounding, um, like, if she knew. Because that was going around online quite a bit and yeah. has been. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, that that does make me question it, you know, a yeah. little bit. 
is, I mean, really looking for sympathy. And if she is half as bad, even half as bad as Rex Hewerman, she would actually act, she would totally, totally manipulate people that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it sounds like she has skin cancer and what else? Skin cancer and she's about to lose her insurance. Yeah, I think it's two different types of cancer, though. It's skin cancer and something else. Yeah. Is what she's claiming. And there's no way to verify that, which is one good thing you said to me uh, when we were talking about this randomly, um, is that you can't, like, pull up somebody's medical records to verify she's telling the truth. Correct. Correct. I agree and 100%. She, everybody they, knows that. And the so. thing is, too, they also own properties. So, again, I come out and think, okay, what, like, what is the point of this? Why doesn't she just plead to FBI and say, hey, I need you guys to finish doing what you're doing with one of our properties and release it because I need it for medical bills? That is something that law enforcement does and will work with you unless you are being investigated. And you know it because you're complicit yeah. in the crime. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's more to this. I wait, really do. Wait. So when did they tear up the house in relation oh. to this cancer thing coming out? This I, cancer thing came out August 11th. I mean, they, they started tearing up the house right away. When did they, they, were, they were working on the house for about a week, I believe. Yeah. It was, I think it was like closer to two weeks. July, August. Yeah. So July 25th is when the search ended. And we started getting pictures and stuff from inside the home around that time. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It is interesting. And I, I think it brings really big red flags that need to be looked into. Now, one thing to clarify here, right? And I feel like we we do a pretty good job around this. If we don't throw tomatoes at us, let us know we're doing a bad job. You know what I mean? But um, I'm not committing to 100% sh that she's guilty. But what I am committing to is that if I'm a law enforcement officer, I need these things answered, okay? I don't yeah. care if you have cancer. These women don't get to live a life dealing with cancer, you know, did you have the opportunity to say something and save some of these women that were found on the beach or some of these women that we, we could continue to find if, if you could have, sorry, but not sorry. I don't, I don't feel bad about your cancer. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, Just to be blunt in this situation. If she's complicit in the crime, that means she had time to get rid of evidence after Rex was arrested. Correct. Which could be why they didn't find much in the home. Correct. It it could be. Absolutely. And I agree this house screams serial killer. I mean, when you when you look at the neighborhood around it and then you see this little caddy shack, like it's like what? And he's an architect. Yeah. What? Um, but I, I put real weight into the idea behind why the house looks this way. Okay. The fact that he needed to keep it identical to way the, his father kept it, that he made furniture in the same workshop his father made furniture in that he, for some reason, looks up to his father 
so much and wants to keep everything the way his father had it. Yeah. I I have felt like that's a little bit weird too. And another strange thing also is, you know, in 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 past cases, sociopaths can feel their version of love and connection to people. But um he has a really strange bond with his brother where uh him and his brother had this plan where when he made whatever amount of money, whatever their goal was, he was going to retire and leave that industry and they were going to live on the same land together. Not in a house, not a building, not anything like what you would expect uh, to live together. They they had this plot of land that they planned on uh, retiring and living together on. Yep. That is strange. Yeah. That's strange. Like mm-hmm. you have a family with children and a wife and your life goals are to make enough money to retire to live on a land on a piece of land with your brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it's odd. with with the father situation and the brother situation like is there more that we could find here? Yeah, I think so. I really, really think so. I, I really, 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 really do. Yeah. There's something to the ha- him keeping the house identical. There's something to those dolls on the graves, you guys. Like, oh my there gosh. There sure is. Those are creepy. And they're at every single one of them. And uh, he had that picture of that girl that had bruising on her face. And I get it. It could be art, but when you put it in a serial killer's hands, like, okay, red flag, you know, um, I think he, the way he looked at these women was similar to how, uh, somebody would handle or look at a doll. Just that overall ownership. I mean, look at BTK. BTK looked at women in a very similar fashion and even dressed up as a doll and uh, got... Those pictures are so creepy. I know they are. They are. They're so creepy. Yeah. They really freak me out. Yeah. Like, they really disturb me a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. They're strange. They are. You should pull one up. All right. Have you guys seen the pictures of BTK dressing like a doll? It's interesting also that that really fancy like porcelain doll that they were carrying out of the Hewerman home. Um, I'm so curious what that was about. Ugh. Gosh. Yeah, so strange, dude. <clears throat> Just super strange. I weird. Yeah. There there's the picture of him dressed up as a doll. Yeah, no kink shaming or anything like that, but when it's the serial killer doing it that's harming women, it it becomes a whole lot more strange. Yeah, it's <laughs> you a, know. It's a whole lot more than a fetish. <laughs> Yeah. 
Weird, dude. Weird, weird, weird. Um, Courtney Love. <laughs> <laughs> He's not dressing up as a doll. He's dressing up as Courtney Love. That's super funny. <laughs> that is funny. But, uh, but yeah, I think there's something there. And I think it's something that the police need to dig into. And I think that who knows what it could do for the kids. The kids are grown up, right? You have to think of down the line here. If they are they going to try and turn her to look at a protected status and her, you know, uh, her give a statement against him. I, I don't know. I don't know. Be either. a witness against him. I'm not sure. But she did submit for divorce. Yeah, she did. But it could have been to protect her family. It could have been to protect her family. It could have been planned. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I think she was still speaking to him. He very well could have been like, you know, divorce me. Take take any money. Take anything. I agree. I agree. I think there's some that major issues. Does that protect him in any though. way? No. <laughs> no, I don't think it protects him in any way. I just wonder if it has anything to do with businesses, uh, things going under. Is he all of a sudden going to owe, owe clients money back because he's not going to be able to finish a certain job? Um, are they not going to be able to make payments on some of their land? Are they not going to be able to make uh, their their tax, their property tax payments. You know what I mean? Like these things add up. He was the income for the family through this business. Will that business function without him leading it? Can she step in and take it over? I, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, good call, CH. It, it might be a way to ensure that she walks away with half of his assets. So regardless of the financial liabilities that come into play here with uh, his overall assets, it might be a way for her to, to walk away with something. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Is yeah. to make sure that there's money left for her and the kids. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I agree. I, th I think it's very possible. I think this is something that we need to keep a very close eye on. I think that. I think that Rex Hewerman got a really awful haircut in jail. <laughs> is what I think. It's offensive. You, you were guys. like, what happened to his head? It's offensive. You know what's weird is I saw a statement um, actually talking about his haircut and how they had a professional come into the prison to cut it. <laughs> what? And then it turned out like that. <laughs> Hold on. Let me show you guys. It's like they did a bad job on purpose. Oh, do you think they did? I don't know, man. They did him dirty, though. I mean, good. Yeah. It it just looks like he has like a half mohawk. Like he started to get a mohawk and then couldn't couldn't commit, you know? Oh, is it a toupee? No. No. Uh-uh. No, Kimmy says she thought it might be a toupee. You need to open up in theater mode. 
Oh, okay. That's not even the worst part of it. I mean, it's that bad. is really bad. That it's is that really bad. Weird, like they made this whole part right here bald. Dude, they should have just cut it straight back all the way around. You could have at least faded it up and ran with a zero like right here, you know. They should have just all the way back and it would have looked way better than that. It's I, so weird. I don't know why they tried to pretend like he doesn't have uh, sideburns. They're just like right behind the ear, straight yeah. line. It's really strange. And this line isn't even straight. <laughs> what is going on here? I feel like they did it on purpose, you guys. They had to have. <laughs> they had to have been like, this guy is a serial killer and we just don't care, you know? Yeah, maybe. Look, mom, no, no, no eyes, you know? Maybe they were freaked out by him once they got close to him. Everybody who's ever been around him said he was intimidating. Did Rex marry his sister? Is that is that a theory? She's from Iceland. So it could be possible? How does that make it possible? To come up with a new uh, identity? All you have to do is claim you're coming from another country. Does Rex Herman have a sister? I don't know. I'm just thinking about the possibilities behind it. I don't know. That would be really strange, though. If it's a family of, of serial, you know what I mean? Serial killers, and they also it's mar a, marry it's each other. It's two brothers and a sister, and that's why they don't have any relationship, I guess. I don't know, man. Dude, don't that's, know. Like, that's like... Weird. He'll yeah. have eyes. Yeah, but I mean, look at his victims. That's like hills have eyes. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm curious what you guys think. Um I think there's something to this. I just I feel like there's more to it. I feel like it's very possible that she could be in on this if she's not um then it should be able to be proved, right? It should be able to be proved. What was interesting is when the FBI first came out with the statement, they did say that she was out of the country every time. Well, out of, away from home, not not necessarily. Well, away from home. I thought I thought she was confirmed out of the country for out those the, three. Literally out of the country? Yeah, I thought so. I thought oh. so. Oh, okay. I could be wrong though. I could be wrong. I yeah. didn't realize it was literally out of the country, but that's why I asked that question. Like, okay, so she's out of the country or out of the state for these four, but what about the rest? Yeah. Is, yeah. Could, I mean, it would be weird that it's only those four that he has been linked to so far. Um, that's odd, but her hair was on him. So <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. so strange. Yeah. Yeah. It is strange. It really is. I don't know if they're his kids, but they look a lot like him. So, I mean, I, I'm inclined to believe they're his children because of the way they look. Um, I don't know. 
who knows? They're here. Okay, so then we don't have to wait. I wasn't going to wait anyway, but you know, if they step in, they step in. We might have to go over a few things. I don't know. All right, when you're ready, you tell me, and I'll tell you I'm ready. Good afternoon, everybody. We're here today because new information has been uh, has arisen in this case from witnesses who were so far unknown. Those witnesses, of which there are four, have given us statements, two of whom have given us affidavits regarding this case, regarding Rex Uriman and Shannon Gilbert and Karen Vergata. Before I talk about them, first, I want you to be aware that here stands the commissioner, as you know, with me and up until now, we have not made it known to the public that we have been working together on this case yeah, steadily since the time that I came to know Commissioner Harris. That's some Bundy stuff right there. Hmm. The finding out your sister is actually your mom. Here we go, February. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, we, up until that point, the police department was very resistant to receiving any kind of evidence or information from my office, from what I was doing. That all changed significantly when uh, Commissioner Harris stepped in and we uh, began to collaborate. And we've collaborated ever since. That collaboration has had fruit. And that fruit, at least, are the witnesses I'm going to be talking about today, as well as other evidence and information which yeah. we have shared together and with the police department, uh, and this, uh, therefore with the task force. Isn't it messed up how the police were offended by this? Um, I mean, he's with the commissioner, which it makes me wonder how they had no idea what he was going to talk about. Like... And I mean, he said they also turned it over to the police. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm just a little confused how they acted like they had no clue what was going on. I agree. I agree. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know if the police came out and said, hey, we appreciate the evidence. Um, we don't want you to make a statement. And they were like, well, we're going to make a statement. I don't know. I don't know the details behind it, but I I think one very important aspect of uh, any police department is w why would you ever be offended of any evidence? Don't you want the whole puzzle? What they're offended by is, I think, that the witnesses went to him and not the police. And I don't think they like that he's putting himself in a position between them and their witnesses um which i i can understand why they they don't like that i i get it uh they're not why they don't really need a lawyer just to make a witness statement no but 
they found them. Who did? Them. Those two. I mean... They didn't go to the police. He, yeah, I get it. I get it. But, I mean, they came to him, it sounds like. Oh, I don't know about that. You think they just randomly came to him when they were when he's involved in a secret investigation? I think he approached them. I think that How they would were, he even know about that. They he just said they were investigating. Tracing back Rex, Rex Hewerman's steps and finding uh finding out about the whole swinger thing and, and all of that. Who knew if the police knew about that? Hmm. I don't know. I'm curious how these witnesses got on his radar. Now, I don't know if you remember that one clip we pulled up. I think it was from Banfield show where John Ray, that's who this attorney is, Shannon Gilbert's family attorney. And he's the attorney for another victim's family in this case. I just can't remember the name right now. Um, do you remember the statement he made? I can't remember what he was saying, but I remember that it didn't sound very good. I don't uh, remember. Oh, oh, this was a while back, and he made a statement about the wife, and we we're both like, ooh. Oh, I do remember that when he had his hat off and uh, he was talking online and he was coming sideways at the wife, and that was before there was any evidence around the wife. I do remember that now that you said that. Yeah, and we were both like, I don't so, know if I would have said that because we don't have any evidence. May, maybe he had evidence already back then that that he was following up on. Right. That we didn't know about. He was already talking to the witnesses. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's very possible. All people can talk about is his, his outfit. Who's? John Ray, the attorney. I know. I know. <laughs> I even talked about it, too. <laughs> in the video so yeah that's funny but i mean i don't know i this this witness's testimony okay specifically with the karen vergata i mean that one was the one that stuck with me the most because i feel like it gave us the most insight into um the rex Rubin's life yeah. You know what I mean? And um, there's another, you know, there's an, the other witness statement also mentions a police officer and Rex Hewerman almost impersonating a police officer. I know it. And saying he was a police officer from Brooklyn. And that police officer that came to his home for the swinger party and the Karen Vergata incident was a police officer from Brooklyn. It almost makes me wonder if that police officer was procuring victims for him. And maybe they were both serial killers, in a sense. Yeah, it could be. And or, if that's the case, how many people were helping this guy? Yeah, or um, Rex Hewerman was the end man, right? And uh, he, he had people that came through that took advantage of these victims, and then he ended them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think any of those things are possible. My big question is, though, is part of the reason that he got away for so long, evaded arrest for so long, was because of people like his wife, was because of uh, 
police helping him was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it's too. very possible. I think it is very possible and needs to be thoroughly looked into because these people need to be held accountable. There's no way around that. They need to be held accountable. Absolutely. Um, just the police officer really throws me off. Yeah. Like a lot. Cause he's the one that picked that girl up that night. I know. I know. Essentially a taxi for a serial killer. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I know it. I know it. it's really a strange situation. And the fact that he wasn't at all alarmed by Karen running naked and afraid and, I mean, saying they were just playing a game to his partner and you know what I mean? Like covering up for him is what it feels like. And that's not something that you could mistake either. Just take a second and imagine yourself in that situation, right? Where you're with a friend and you're leaving somebody's house and you see somebody's face pressed up against the window and they have a frantic look on their face, right? And then it goes away. And as you're pulling out of the driveway, you're backing up. You see this woman come flying out the front door, like waving, hey, hey, help me, help me, help me. Um, that That's not a game. That's not something that could be, oops, I saw that the wrong way. Oops, I made a mistake. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think, you know, we mentioned before we thought maybe there was like a predator ring. And that's how he had these very specific search terms. Like he almost knew that whatever it was existed before he was searching it um, and looking for that very specific person and situation. Um, And that would make sense if there was a ring and he had knowledge of these things. Yeah. Um, So maybe that's the case. Maybe, maybe there's a ring of these people. And if, if that is the case, I really hope they get caught. Because that means people are still in danger. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure since that girl remembered this after seeing Karen Vergata on the news, because that's when she finally remembered this. Like, she was like, whoa, that was that girl from that night. And I left her there. She said she made that statement so that Karen wouldn't get left behind again. Yeah. And I'm sure that's hard for her. I I can't imagine knowing, you know, looking back and knowing, oh, man, I I left that person behind and and they're not here now. Yeah. And I I had a feeling I should have went with it. You know, that's hard. Yeah. But he was a cop. You have to remember that her partner was a cop. Agree. And she even made a comment when the girl was in the car and the girl was scared. Don't worry. You're with a cop. Like you're to- you're fine. You're safe. Yeah. He's a cop. Yeah. No, I. So sad. It is sad. It's horrible. She was literally like the least safe she could have been. Yeah. It's horrible. It is horrible. Yeah, he yeah, as a cop, he should have he should have had some kind of idea. And I think he did personally. And I really hope that the police are looking into him. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and we now have two situations where 
Rex Hewerman pretends or makes some kind of statement that he was some kind of officer. So, um, you know, what was that his go to using his buddy's badge and name and officer status to get 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 by on committing these horribly heinous crimes? Mm -hmm. I think it's very possible. So before we move on, should we look? the comments just a little bit yeah good i, think, I gotta go to the bathroom again so ian i think so too i think that's exactly what he was doing um was finding people who wouldn't be missed it was her intuition yep absolutely um yeah i think another shoe is gonna drop too i really believe that as well yeah i mean i've seen games where like you know how do I say this? Essay. Like, YouTube really doesn't like the R word, guys. Um, you know, essay type play. That's not uncommon. So maybe that was what he was trying to make her believe. Is that it was like a role play? Maybe. That's what he meant by game. Yeah, I, I really think that's kind of what he was trying to imply. But that I think she knew that wasn't right deep down, but didn't want to believe that he would like lie to her or something. And he was a cop, you know, she might not felt comfortable being like, well, no, she's in trouble. Yeah. I think there could be a ring. I really do. I would bet it is their go their go to use the badge for sick reasons. Yeah, I mean he got away with this for so long, you guys. So long that we know there was some fraudulent police activity going on at that time. We know that uh, what was it? Was it the commissioner or the chief? It was one of them. One of them in, in an executive position in the police force didn't want the FBI in their backyard because they were committing tax evasion or tax fraud. And uh, yes, Cynthia, I, I do think that. That is exactly what we think, Cynthia, mm -hmm. that they were making films of these things and um, yeah, distributing them online. Yep. And the reason being is his very specific search results. He has very, 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 very specific search results that uh, that you would only look for if you knew that video was out there. Yep. So that's exactly what we think. Uh, all these cases are turning into police corruption. What is going on? I know Bon Bon I, or Bonnie. You prefer Bonnie. I know. Yeah. Agreed. What is Agreed. going on? I have no idea. No idea. I think maybe it's just unchecked. Things have been going unchecked for too long. Yeah. Yeah. The internet. Yes, Jay Ray. That is what's going on. It we're it, these things went unchecked for a long time, and now the public is so aware that they can't anymore. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. So Let's get into some Idaho 4. I figured I want to touch on a few different topics. And one of them, of course, is the new 
uh, Crime Circus Cult video, which you guys got to watch. You got to go check it out. And why that's important is, one, he brings such great thought-provoking questions to the table. That is the reason why we keep covering these videos, um, is we like the ability to... And we're, we'll cover other content creator videos too, you guys, just to make that statement very clear. Uh, we will cover, we, we are a talk show about the true crime community. That includes crime, that includes the content creators around it, that includes everything that has to do with it in whole. We just did an interview with a, uh, a, a very close to being a victim of a Rodney Alcala interview um we we talk about everything and anything okay now we've been focusing on drip drops videos because of the thought-provoking questions he leaves a lot of questions open-ended which is exactly what we're looking for in our videos um it, it there's not a lot to go on when you have a content creator that comes out here and says hey let me tell you exactly what this to this to this to this is. It, it, it just doesn't create good content for us to recover. You know what I mean? And that's one statement I've been meaning to make is when when there's no room for thought provoking uh, thought riots, you know, um, it, it, it's hard to cover that content. Now, with that being said, we are also going to cover a uh, a, a viewer requested topic around Idaho four, and that is the, uh, video around the Chrysler 300, which I'm going to lean on you for, because I haven't watched all of it. I've only watched little bits of it on two X. And I think, uh, it originally came from get a clue and, uh, and then it went to, uh, harsh reality is the two people that I know of that's covered it. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I know of too. Yeah. Yep. So <clears throat> we will absolutely cover other content creators and we, we hope that we get to a point where, uh, we have a big enough following under the talk show that content creators submit videos to us and like, hey, check this out, you know, and that'll give us the ability to, to talk about it. So what's awesome with the uh, with the Chucky video, crime, crime circus cult video is he talks about Sigma Chi. Yep. We just had our video come out talking about Sigma Chi specifically. Yep. Hold on. I wanted to show what video we're talking about. Just for people who might be watching this for the first time, I think it's important to yeah. connect those dots here. And I probably should have had it pulled up already. It's the 4chan theory video, right? That's what you're talking about? Yep. It is. Yeah, get a clue. Yeah, he covers it well, but it's literally his, his finding. Like it's his theory. Um, so it, he didn't just cover it. He basically came up with it. Um, he claims he identified this car in the Linda Lane footage. Um, okay, so there is I'm trying to find a picture of it real quick. Yeah. 
I mean, maybe that's important to him that he's like the one that came up with it. I don't know. I, I'll say it however, but it, if he started that topic, that that's cool. He can have all the credit. Um, I We aren't in the business of being like the first ones to come up with something, you guys. So if I said it wrong, don't take offense. That that would be a really silly Nobody's thing for somebody. Taking to, offense. I'm just, oh, I thought you were clarifying because of. No, I'm clarifying just because I didn't know who came up with it at first until I important. until I watched his video. Um, it's it's. I'm just saying it. This isn't going. I haven't seen it going around everywhere. I've literally only seen it here and harsh, um, and I think it's important to note because he is the one saying he identified it. Okay, that's that's all I that's all I think is important. Gotcha. So this video right here, you guys, this is where we start digging into Sigma Chi and just keep an eye out because because. We have a second uh, episode coming out of this, and we are going in deep. And the person that we've been working with and talking to that has a, a connection there that um, wants to stay out of the limelight for safety reasons, um, they have amazing information that they are passing along to us. And uh, actually, they are passing it along to myself and Crime Circus. So um we we should have we sh us and crime circus which we didn't plan this you guys i i'm always going to give it to you straight it's not like we work together and put our heads together on this but we should be coming out with these sigma kai type videos back to back to back uh which is good that builds some interest around that that builds some uh that that builds a good foundation for people to start digging in further you know what i mean mm -hmm. so i i was super happy to see crime circus talking about sigma kai and um i'm stoked to see where he's going to go with it And here we go with the car again. Uh, I can't get it. <laughs> there we go. Yes. So here we go with the car again. So I'm curious about the um, about the get a clue video. So give me the rundown. Um, he just basically says that it stood out to him like it, it didn't before. And okay, then all of a sudden it stood out to him and he identified it as a Chrysler 300. And that this is also a car that is in the area. Um, somebody who lives there has one. Okay. Okay. Wanting to know, did the police look into it? Um, you know, I think you remembered the time frame better than I did because I think you told me what it was earlier. I don't remember numbers or yeah. times. That that does not stick. Yeah. But it's within a time frame that like police should have looked. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so But we've never heard anything about it. I I thought that was it. I just wanted to clarify. And you guys keep me honest here, okay? It, when I'm talking about this, because I think in these situations where we have emotional buy-in to the innocence and or guilt of a defendant, in this case, obviously, Brian Koberger, um, I think that it can be 
very easy to hyper focus on things that take the attention away from the crime and case itself. Okay. So I, I asked you intentionally because one, we didn't talk about this before we came on here. I watched what I watched separately from what you watched. Um, So I I just wanted to be sure I wasn't missing anything on why we were looking at that. So the reason why that video came out was because it is a white sedan. Yep. And a white sedan happens to be in that area of that camera. Mm -hmm. And there could be 15 other white sedans not on the camera. Right? Yeah. Okay, so what makes this sedan important? The time, 3.30. Okay, um, but Linda Lane's walking distance, right? Yeah. And there is a camera right next to the 1122 house. Yeah, and they also but they also live in the area, so it's odd. If this is the Chrysler 300 that lives there, it's odd that they're pulling in that and like turning around the way they did. Okay. And it also proves that specific one isn't Koberger's car if it is a Chrysler 300, which honestly I can't tell. This is when it's driving, when it's by the fence, you can't see nothing. It's all lights. But when it's driving away, you can see it like off to the side. So, like, so was and this, you can kind of see the shape of it. So was this brought up to prove that we don't know what car this white car is? No, or was this he's saying definitively that he knows it is a Chrysler 300 that he knows. Right, right. I'm just I'm trying to understand the importance here is what I'm trying to understand, because, again, I this is not shots fired at get a clue. We we appreciate all content creators. You guys, you will never hear me say anything bad. And more than likely, what's going on here is something could be going over my head. Okay, but. When I've seen the videos that I've seen, I'm just curious why this white car is important. I, I'm not understanding it. We know that there's 22,000 uh, Hyundai Elantras in the general area. So I'm trying to figure out why we're hyper-focusing on this white sedan. So what do you guys think? Why do you think it's and, important? And I, I'm just trying to understand if I'm missing something here, because if I'm not, then it, it to me, it seems like it just happens to be a, a sedan that happens to be within the camera frame in this area. And that doesn't necessarily make it uh, sus. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, CH, the car circling the... 1122 residents during the time of the crime. If it is the C300, then it isn't the Elantra, is the point. Got it. So, got it. So, okay. Okay. I got it then. It so, contradicts so, the PCA. So, what? No, it doesn't contradict the PCA. I think what CH is trying to say, which is exactly what I was curious about, what I could have missed here. So, it matched this white sedan matches the timeline for this car to pull out and be the headlights all four times and then park so that this sedan Matt could have done that is what we're saying. Right. Maybe. 
<laughs> okay. Because um, otherwise, there's no point in, uh, in talking about this. That's why I'm trying to understand. I feel like I'm missing something, and I'm trying to understand here. Because Get a Clue does great videos on these topics. So I, I feel like I'm missing something here. Hmm. Because otherwise, it could just be any random white sedan, right? So I, I'm assuming, and that makes sense what CH is talking about. Okay, so correct. Got it. Perfect. Okay. So what's interesting then in that respect, so what we're saying here is that this car leaves at the right time to make the circles in the Linda Lane footage and then returns in the right time for these circles to stop. Got it. Yeah, I think I think that is the case. Yeah. You know what they're probably doing? Smoking weed. That's probably what they're doing. But that would that would contradict the police's accounts of Brian Koberger pulling into this parking lot and turning around, right? Well, well, of course. I mean, there's no video footage of that. I think that I I hope no one looks at the Linda Lane footage and feels a hundred percent that that is Koberger because there is nothing that shows his car in that. Mm-hmm. And and you guys, I I want Cob I want it to be Koberger. I want the police to be right here. I do. I I think that that would be an easy solve to all of this. We would one have a killer off the streets. We would have justice for all the victims, and everything would be right in this world, right? And at least in that case. So, um, I want him to be the guy. But in order for me to feel comfortable that he is the guy, I got to be able to see the evidence proving that he's the guy, right? Um, so that's interesting. Okay, so other creators have went to Moscow, have captured the 300 back at some point in time. The 300 is the car make model that get a clue said it was versus suspect vehicle one. Um Wait, where did that comment go? So I, I also saw somebody saying that they think that the Chrysler 300 is this car we're looking at right now. Because this doesn't look like a Chrysler 300. No, this isn't a Chrysler 300. There's no way. No, I don't think that. I, I would assume that. I don't think that that would be what's being said here. I think it makes sense what CH said. Yeah. I'm pretty sure CH it, is on it with right. that. That's what I said. It contradicts yeah. the PCA. It, it matches the white car circling in the PCA. And the it doesn't it doesn't contradict the PCA. It is just another option for the PCA to highlight the Linda Lane footage and it not be Koberger's car. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Because in 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 all the Linda Lane footage, there is nothing confirming that that's Koberger's car unless there is other footage out there that shows him coming in very clearly before this footage that we're seeing you know what I mean mm -hmm. I highly doubt that you guys but is that possible absolutely it's possible 100% it's possible so absolutely <clears throat> okay so that makes a lot of sense then that may that makes a lot of sense to me um I I just hope, I hope, you guys, I hope there is more evidence out there. I need more evidence. And uh, because this Linda Lane footage, I know that it has been passed around like there is some, some mega bombs dropped in this. But I don't see any. 
I haven't seen any at all. None. I, I've, I've seen this Linda Lane footage and the, the, uh, the reflections of people of, of, a a conflict going on an encounter going on a fight going on things like that. Uh, it's just not clear enough for, for my stamp to be like, Oh, a hundred percent, dude, I, I got it right. It's not in the window. It is a, a reflection off of a fender. Um, that's just a really hard argument. And I try and look at all these, all these, all this evidence and or theories with a perspective of what a court would look at it. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Is there some shadowy figures in the reflection of these cars? Yes. Somebody could be walking by. There's some weird shadowy figures going on. Uh, I totally see that 100%. Um, and then with the, the car driving around, could it be suspect? It could, but I got, I got to be honest with you guys. Okay. So when I was younger, one thing that that we used to do it, when I was going to school in L.A., when I was uh, living with my parents, when I was living in apartments and when I would smoke even cigarettes or pot, um, I would get in the car and go drive around. That was super yeah. common. Yeah. So could this Linda Lane footage just be some kids like, hey, let's go hot box the car. Let's go drive around yeah. and hot box the Same. car. Me too. So I think that's very possible. I personally think that I'm more leaning if Koberger's not the guy or there's more guys or people or women and men involved in this. I am more leaning to 4chan currently. However, just to be completely clear, I, I'm not 100 on anything. I don't even know if I'm 90% on anything. Yeah, I, I don't know that I am either at this point. But honestly, the, the fry angle is the one that is making a lot of sense to me right now. Um you know, I was thinking about it earlier today. If Koberger actually had anything to do with this, I do think he did it alone. If he did, which I think is highly unlikely. But think about it. He wasn't a very social person. Who would he have went and done this with? I mean... Who? Yeah, but he he was a TA. He could he could have connections with other people. He absolutely could have connections with other people. You don't have to be a type A personality to have like people around you that you can open up with. I don't think it's possible for this to have been done by one person who has never done it before. But it it makes me question because he wasn't very social because he was very much kept to himself. Um, I just don't know that I could see him can like involving somebody else in doing this, which I already lean towards innocence with Koberger personally. I just, I think of other theories that I don't agree with and try to figure out how it could work to yeah. see if I can change my own mind. Yeah. I, th I think that's the only way to do it is it, I think it's a dangerous place for anyone to be where you're trying to find things to co-sign your theory. I think the only way to approach theories are always trying to talk yourself out of it. Mm -hmm. So I think I agree with you. I do the same thing. Yeah. I do the same exact thing. And uh, 
I, I, I'm not confident. I don't know enough about Koberger's past to know. Okay. At, at the surface level, based on everything that I know about him right now, do I think it's possible that Koberger could have done this alone? I don't think so, but has he obsessively been training on his own? I, I don't know. Is he the type of person that has such an active imagination that he could have been dreaming, imagining, thinking, obsessing over ending someone's life where he, in the heat of adrenaline, was able to end these people? I don't know. I feel like that's unlikely, but I don't know. I think. I could see how it could happen too. I don't know. Hmm. But I th- I I do lean more towards multiple people. I do too. Yeah. But, I lean more yeah. towards multiple people because of my own experience with crime um and being a criminal when I was younger. Yeah. It's very rare you do a crime without having some kind of security like a lookout it is so rare so is there anything else you wanted to talk about with i mean at this point with the car like i don't i don't know that there's much more we could really dig into it you know like okay so it's a chrysler i yeah we need more information to be able to go anywhere with it no i i think that that's a good connection to make that it could potentially be the car that's circling and that we should be looking for additional evidence around that now it's funny because we aren't letting the car go and when i say we anyone invested in this crime i i don't think anyone's letting this car go you have drip drop right here in his most recent video talking about the car again and saying but not that the Chrysler 300 no not the Chrysler 300 but I mean that Chrysler 300 falls under that umbrella of the car yeah sure. d- it, depending on different possible theories yeah so uh you know he he went looking for this car through the streets and that's what you know all that was about right there is is spending hours and hours and hours and hours trying to find this car through google maps and not being able to find it so it it's interesting because i think that if it's a different hyundai elantra more than likely that car isn't on the streets anymore or it's not from this area yeah Or it has nothing to do with the crime. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it doesn't have anything to do with this. Yeah, but the car in Oregon has always really sketched me out. Um, Me too. I I really wish that the police had went and taken swabs of it at the very least. That's really unfortunate they didn't. And now we have no idea where it is. I, I know it. I know it. I know it. They they claim that it was investigated, and that's one red flag that I had was that uh, they said it was investigated. And in in my humble opinion, somebody saying, "Hey, we did this thing without evidence," in my opinion, isn't enough. Yeah, I agree. I don't you. think it's enough in a situation where you have. People as invested as they are. Seriously. Um, so he just went looking for the car. He couldn't find it. And then 
what else? What are you getting at? Like, what else? What's the next topic other than the car? I don't know. You, I feel like you're trying to, like, rush through conversation. Is there something you're trying to get to? No, I just wanted to move on from the car. Like, Okay. I don't know. To what? To whatever else we were going to talk about. Uh, about the Crime Circus's video. Just talking about Idaho 4 in general. Okay. You just seem like you're trying to get to, like, a topic. Well, yeah, I kind of want to talk about the okay. document that the judge dropped. That's so what I I'm guess saying. Then, yes, bring it up. I was trying not to bring it up till we talked about this because I didn't want to go back and forth. There's no way not to. That's okay. impossible. Okay. Yeah. It's going to anyway. go back and forth because of how intertwined all this evidence is and the way that it's presented. Yeah, but I wanted to, like, you know, give it its moment, you know. So... What? Nothing. You have to pull it up. Pull what up? The judge's, uh, the thing he dropped. I forget what it's called. You got to pull up the court website, though. It talks about the IgG. So it sounds like the defense is going to be getting some of the evidence behind like the IGG. But how much is there for them to even look at? Right here, order addressing IGG. Yep. All right. 32 pages. So do you know about this? So we don't have to read 32 pages. Uh, a little bit. I think we can just go to some important parts. It, it is really, really long. And, you know, I haven't read through the whole thing personally myself yet. I've only heard bits and pieces of it. So if there's anything specific you guys want to hear out of this, want us to look at, definitely shout it out in the chat. Um, you know, just tag us in your comment so that I see it and we'll we'll look at it. But um, like I said, it sounds like the judge is saying that the state has to turn over the, the work surrounding the IgG. But from what I was hearing, um, it doesn't sound like much of it exists. Okay, what do you mean by that? Meaning that the FBI just deleted it once they were done with it. I'm... So there's not much there. So I have a theory. I don't think the culprit is the FBI. I think the FBI is the scapegoat. And I think that is going to cause some people to want to throw tomatoes at me. Um, because I feel like a lot of people who are invested in this crime see the FBI as a problem in this case. I happen to be one of them that do not. I think that if the FBI would have worked this case, we would have had a Gilgo type case at the end of it with that level of evidence. And I think that the uh, the local PD is the one who uh, had some mistakes. You know, something I want to point out, because I think you're on to something with that. Um, OK, look at Gilgo, police corruption, Delphi, suspected police corruption. 
and Gilgo's confirmed. Delphi suspected. Idaho suspected. Guess what? The common wait. It's not even a common denominator. Well, yeah. yes, the common denominator the is the FBI is the scapegoat. Stepped out. Yeah, is the scapegoat. <clears throat> they yeah. stepped out. They were not a part of it. They were not leading the investigation. Once the FBI came into Gilgo, it got solved. Yep, I know. I I know, and that's what I'm leaning <laughs> on. And I don't take my comments the wrong way. Do I think the FBI has its problems? Yes. I clearly have seen problems in the FBI, but I'm one of those realists that look at any major agency and we know that humans are flawed. Okay. There, we know this, we know this, right? All of us, I have huge flaws in me and, uh, I can only assume that everyone else is the same. Now there's no way we're not going to have Groups of people, in this case, law enforcement agencies that aren't going to have the same type of problems in their humans that we have in your general public and society. So any any law enforcement agency is going to have its problems. There's no way around that. It just depends on where those problems are located in said cases and how much how many issues they could cause. In this case. The Idaho 4 case, we have two very important pieces that essentially have led the case that could be the issue. And they aren't FBI agents. Yeah. I They're local so. PD. Yeah, they are. So, so far from what we see. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And those two big issues are Tolson and Payne, in my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah. Tolson. <laughs> I think pain is an issue too, you guys. Uh, pain has a connection, a direct connection to Bonner's Ferry. A direct connection to Bonner's Ferry. So uh, that's where Tolson had been at for multiple years before coming down and helping in this investigation. Um, and I believe that Tolson is the Brady Giglio. Okay, so here, this is this is correct. Thank you for saying this. Defense will be getting info on IDG because prosecution claimed they won't be using it in the case. So judge said, in that case, defense gets the info now. What? That is how it literally happened. It, it so, Some parts of this document don't really make sense. That's if insane they, if, because it should be flip-flop. Absolutely. If it is being used, then it's discoverable, and that means they should get it. Yeah. Not get it because they're not using it. That's super weird. That makes zero sense. And they can't not use it. That that's beyond like there's no way that even if even if the state claims they're not using it, the, the defense is going to bring it up. Yes. Because they it will. was instrumental in identifying Brian Cobert. That is their narrative that they got an IGG tip from the FBI, and that's how they found him. Well, actually. I don't know if that's they true. They were leaning on the DNA to get the case thrown out. If the case isn't going to get thrown out, is it more beneficial to keep the DNA in and try and use that DNA to prove police corruption? Or is it more beneficial to just leave the DNA completely out and try and pr prove police corruption? Hmm. If I was the defense, I don't know if I'm so sure about pulling that in. Yeah. 
because it didn't work to get the case thrown out. Yeah. It's a good point. So I don't know. But yeah, Strip Drop is offering a reward, you guys, uh, for anybody who finds the knife, who finds the um, the murder weapon in the Idaho 4 case. Yes. He says to turn it over to police and then <clears throat> send him your deets if it leads to, like, if you actually find it and the police say you did, yeah, then you get his money. I think what he's leaning on here, right? Because... Uh... Just so you guys know, us and Drip Drop are like BFFs. We got that parasocial going on. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> so in the 4chan theory, which I'm sure Drip Drop's going to be covering more on too, like I was saying, um, there are coordinates in here. And these coordinates supposedly lead to some evidence. It's suspected that those coordinates lead to the murder weapon and or clothing that was used and or covering whatever, right? Just evidence. So if you find that weapon at those coordinates, you get a pay. You get a payday. Bam. Do you know how much he was offering? Yeah, of course. How do you not remember? It's $666. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> so dumb <gasps> yeah where is it here let's figure bam 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 there we go all right so that is Chucky's reward, or wait, Drip Drop's reward presented by Chucky. There's two rewards, though, isn't there? There is. What was the other one for? I forgot. For convicting a, a secondary person. Oh, okay. And that was like a thousand or something. And then it's 666 times two. Or I'm sorry, it's 1122. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because he's all into that numerology. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, numerology is interesting. You guys, it, it is interesting. There's some very odd things, okay, in my life surrounding numerology that don't, like, it, it bewilders me. Get your me, tin hats. Bewilders me how it's even possible, okay, how many things are connected by numbers in my life to where it's like, I don't know if I can look at this as a coincidence anymore because it's so freaking weird. But I can't say what it is because it gives away personal information of people around me. So, but it's weird. And I like look at birthdays in your families, look at, you know, numbers, like just anywhere around you and the people around you. And let me know if you ever find any weirdness there. Yeah. Because I, when I, I have bring, a theory to when numerology, I brought, when I brought that up to anybody, they've always been like, oh, yeah, well, guess what? This is this and this. You know what I mean? All these yeah. numbers pop up in my life, too. So hang on. Oh, OK. My bad. So CH, where was that comment? I think I just lost it. This C is right where we were. No, it was up. We were up a little bit. Because we we there was. OK, so yeah. CH had asked um, the FBI do not want to be named in the PCA. It wasn't Gilgo. So the FBI is named in the Gilgo PCA 100 percent. Um, the FBI was invited back in and brought back in because there was a change in commissioner. 
However, with uh, Idaho 4, 100%, the FBI does not want to be named in that PCA. They don't want anything to do with, they don't want to touch it with a 10 foot pole, man. They don't want to offer their cast report, their official cast report. They don't want to offer anything. They don't want anything to do with it. Well, considering they supposedly deleted their work on the IgG, like that, that if, makes me feel like that having ties. That's like, we don't want anything to do if with that it. If that happened. If it happened, right. right. It's alleged. That's a very easy scapegoat to say, look, We just got the work from the FBI. I don't know what to tell you, Judge. We can't show you nothing because it wasn't us. Yeah. It's too convenient. It's too convenient. And what's interesting is that was expected before this even came out, this document even came out. We wondered how that was going to happen. I actually theorized, though, that it was going to be private information because they used a third party system and they didn't want that copyright, not copyright, uh, trademarked information out there. I thought they were going to lean on that aspect. Mm-hmm. All right. How, how long is this intro? I want to read the intro. Um, on November 13th, 2022, four university Idaho students were found ended as part of law enforcement's investigation into the homicides the fbi employed the use of uh, igg using dna located on a k-bar knife sheath found at the crime scene through the igg process the fbi constructed a family tree of individuals whose dna matched with the dna found on the knife sheath the fbi then sent local law enforcement to tip a tip to investigate defendant brian koberger Koberger was arrested on December 30th, 2022, and charged with four counts of murder in the first degree and one count of burglary. Nothing about law enforcement's use of IgG was used to obtain the arrest warrant for Koberger or to obtain the search warrant for his DNA. The state has now filed a motion to prevent the disclosure of the IgG information to the defense. The defense opposes the motion and filed a motion to compel requesting discovery of everything pertaining to the IgG investigation, including the family tree built by the FBI. Disclosure of information gathered from an IgG investigation is an issue of first impression in Idaho. The state claims that the IgG information was not used to obtain any warrant and will not be used at trial. For the reason set forth below, the court finds that the defense is likely entitled to see at least some of the information from the IgG investigation, even if it may ultimately be found to have no relevance to Koberger's defense. However, because the court has not exactly has not seen exactly what information pertaining to the use of IgG is available, the court can cannot say precisely what should and what should not be disclosed at this time. Because of this uncertainty, the court grants the state's request for an in-camera review of the IgG information. After such review, the court will enter the appropriate discovery and protective orders. What does that exactly mean, an in-camera review? So it sounds like they're not willing to hand over the discovery. It sounds like they're willing to meet with the attorneys and walk them through the entire process, then any of those details that the defense wants to bring into court, because remember, like this is really important and why I feel like 
sometimes people miss this aspect of it. You can't just come into court and be like, hey, surprise, I got new evidence that you didn't know about. That's not how it works. You can only bring in evidence that has been shared by both sides and agreed upon. And, uh, you know, sometimes the prosecution and or the defense can keep certain pieces of evidence out. So I think in order to not just openly share all the information about the IgG process, they're going to meet with them privately and walk them through it and then pick pieces if they want to present and or use that evidence, then they can make that decision of what's secure and what's not at that time. So does that mean they're doing it without the defense there? Or? No, they're doing it with the defense. Okay. okay. Yep. They're doing it gotcha. with the defense. So they're all going to go into the chambers. Okay. And just review it toge yep. together. Yep. All right interesting and then because they're not going to they're not going to place a ruling on this evidence if they're not going to use this evidence you know what i mean yeah. so they got to figure out what the defense wants to use if there is anything they want to use and then make the proper rulings on those pieces at that time mm -hmm. if there are names in there that need to be sealed if there is uh processes that need to be sealed things like that hmm. interesting yeah so what was so what what other important pieces were in here um i'm definitely gonna read all of this yeah yeah for sure there's a contradiction in here uh that was interesting i'm just not exactly sure exactly where it was okay mm. oh here's an interesting one what? um so this quote right here in the video canvas this talks about their investigation. Okay. So <clears throat> from where to where? So they located the single source of male DNA, which, uh -huh. wait, did it say where they found the knife sheath? So they discovered it laying next to Mogan's body. Okay. Which on I'm still, I'm still really curious. Yeah. On the bed next to her, but I thought it was like under her. Mm. and also like i just don't understand that yeah. what what is the truth where was it could they see it from the door like they said in in the pca could they i mean what i don't understand yeah how there's just such a difference there yeah 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 i got you so once law enforcement had had single source DNA from the K-Bar knife sheath, they conducted what is called a short tandem repeat STR analysis. STR DNA analysis involves looking at 20 regions within human DNA and allows law enforcement to make a direct comparison between the two STR DNA profiles. Law enforcement submitted the STR DNA profile obtained from the K-Bar knife sheath to the combined DNA index. Uh, system CODIS, a database of STR DNA profiles from convicted offenders, arrestees, and crime scene evidence to identify the source. Hang on. 
Yeah, there was just like a bang. He's gonna go look. <laughs> um. Okay, so where was he at? A database of STR DNA profiles. Okay, so th they're talking about CODIS here, and there was no match found. Uh, meanwhile, law enforcement continued to investigate the homicides. They conducted a video canvas in the area of the King Road residence. Uh, affidavit of probable cause statement of Brett Payne. The video canvas revealed a white sedan that piqued the interest of investigators. ID, the video footage was provided to a forensic examiner with the FBI who initially identified the sedan as a 2011-2013 Hyundai Elantra, but later indicated it could be a 2011-2016 Hyundai, Hyundai Elantra. On November 29, 2022, after reviewing the video footage and asking law enforcement agencies to be on the lookout for a white Hyundai Elantra in the area, a 2015 white Elantra Registered defendant Brian Koberger was located in Pullman, Washington. So, this is where I get confused. Okay. Do you think the FBI could make that mistake of someone who's literally an expert in cars making that mistake? Like, do you think that's reasonable? um, for him to have been off like that, like changing it to fit the suspect's car after the fact. And also they claim that they connected Koberger through an IG, like the tip. Okay. The DNA tip, but from all accounts, all I've heard is the tip, them connecting him with the tip of the car freaking gnat like won't get away from my face sorry <laughs> i don't know what you guys think so identified two different cars hmm let's see yeah red flag red flag agreed yeah, I agree. The no blood on the knife sheath is weird. It seems like it was just perfectly preserved and where... And there's too many discrepancies in where it was found for me to be comfortable. I think it's possible it's two different cars, too. I just... So, look. Everything's all good? Mm-hmm. So, they talk... Okay, so they talk about submitting this DNA, right? And they go straight into the video canvas and a an Hyundai Elantra that piqued their interest, okay? Then the FBI identifies the sedan as a 2011 to 2013 and then later changes it to, it could be from 2011 to 2016. Yeah. Do you think that mistake is reasonable? Or like, is that like totally not a my, big deal? My big concern with it is I'm not a car expert. I would not call myself a car expert in any way. And 
through those pictures, I was able to identify differences between the two. So they claim they brought in an expert and you're telling me an expert couldn't identify those things like certain placement of the lights around the fender areas and the front bumper. I mean, and okay. Then we see November 29th. Okay. That after reviewing the footage, they asked for people to be on the lookout and they find Koberger. That doesn't seem like they got a DNA tip and then found Koberger. It sounds like they found Koberger before they had a DNA tip. And I agree with you, CH. If they had eyes on him on the 29th, wouldn't running IgG go against the DOJ policy of there has to be no like other suspects? Like it, the case has to be basically going cold. Yeah essentially yeah it's a really good point ch yeah and that was kind of my question too drunk turkey brought that up that there had to be no other suspects when we were talking with him um and and i've been thinking about that too like what what's going on there like because most most cases do not get this kind of like they don't get igg until they're like well in being cold yeah like they have literally exhausted all leads and they can't figure it out i know it <clears throat> yeah which makes me give more weight to them rushing for financial reasons why was there such a rush now obviously there's always going to be a rush but this is just not normal for them to do these kinds of things, like th this kind of testing so, where we were at in the case within the first month. So I was just chewing on this. It says in here that once they got the DNA from the trash, uh, the FBI ran it. Hmm? Does it say in here once they got the DNA from the trash, the FBI ran it? Because in another document, it says that ISP ran it. Well, I did see people were saying in the chat that um, that there were discrepancies in this document. Like they found errors in dates and things. Okay, so is this it? Yeah, here's the trash. Okay. <clears throat> I want to see what they say about the cell phone. Law enforcement also obtained cell phone records indicating that prior to the homicides, Koberger's cell phone had utilized cellular resources that provided coverage to the area of 1122 King Road. Dude, I told you, I told you they were not going to have evidence. They, just, they don't have evidence for cell phones. No. They don't. No. It's not there. There is not enough coverage in that area for there to be evidence around cell phones. I knew it. I knew it. I could just tell from looking at that basic map, not even digging into the, the secret cell phone coverage maps, you know? <clears throat> so all it says is that he, he utilized resources that provide coverage to the area of 1122. Come on. On December 27, 2022, Pennsylvania agents recovered the trash from Koberger's family residence located in Albrightsville, PA. 
The evidence was sent to the Idaho State Lab for testing. Okay. On December 28th, 2022, the Idaho State Lab reported that a DNA profile obtained from the trash and the DNA profile obtained from the sheath identified a male as not being excluded as biological father of suspect profile. Bam. How? This time frame, man. Dude, this net. This time frame. So Pennsylvania agents recovered the trash and then the Idaho State Lab reported, okay, so they tested it. Yeah. That's what I was curious about. <clears throat> is who tested it? Because I'm curious how they got it there so quick, tested it, ran the comparison, and checked it. So, in my opinion, it's not even opinion. So, from what I was reading when I was doing uh, some research into DNA, DNA needs to be ran, except when it's a single source DNA. DNA needs to be ran three to five times. Three times for the scientific method, one to two times to verify. Yep. And that was done in that amount of time? Yeah, it's quick. It's very quick. It's very, very quick. Especially with DNA that they couldn't find. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I saw I saw you suggesting the Cluminati video. Uh, I didn't see that pop up on my feed, but I will definitely go check it out. Thanks for suggesting it, LA. I like she digs deep. I like her. Um, so I don't know. I just I see just red flags. Yeah, me too. Me too. And and I saw Mike Applegate making a good point that taxpayers. Like when there's public pressure to solve a crime, m a lot of times that really pushes law enforcement, you know, to work faster. Yeah. And more taxpayer money fair. goes towards it. And that is fair. Um, but I mean, there's plenty of other cases that have had a lot of attention and didn't get this kind of. Well, I'm just curious how quick is quick. Right. Is all with without knowing that without being able to I'm trying to look at it from a defense perspective and if I was the defense I would want to make sure that the science was sound because there have been an endless number of mistakes around DNA in the past an endless number yeah. of mistakes around DNA yeah so is this sound science we know that the DNA in the sheath was a single use DNA there's nothing that says that the identifiable DNA from the trash was a single-use DNA. It should have been able to be verified using the scientific method. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It's very strange. It is. I feel like it's really strange. Yeah, I don't know. It is pretty scrambled up. It is. And 
I agree. CH working faster can cause bigger blinders. I just, how fast is too fast? You know what I mean? Like the faster you work, the more mistakes. Okay. Like the quicker they're trying to connect these dots, the more room for error in my opinion. So it just, it's concerning. And I've never heard of IgG being done this quickly. And I did, I forget who was talking about it, but essentially they were saying IgG didn't really need to be done for this case. Okay. That basically the extent of it, which totally makes sense. And I think we've honestly even said this before is, but we just didn't talk about it from this angle um, that really all they had to do was take those snip Okay, those snip pro- the snip profile, and then you know compare it to what was in their database. They find this one person, and it's such a close match supposedly that they just go find that person. It's not yeah. really like a full work, like it's not a full tree. Which is wondering, it has me wondering. Then is that why the judge doesn't know what is really relevant? Like maybe because. The defense wants to see the work. They want to see the the building of the tree. We've seen them mention that in many documents, that they want to see how they built this tree. Yeah. Right? Well, maybe they didn't really build a tree. Yeah. And that's why we're like, well, they didn't have to build a tree to really get this information. Yeah. I agree with you. I think that, but I mean, that's just a a straightforward expectation anyways, is that if you're going to use evidence against a defendant, a potential defendant, a suspect, it doesn't matter what it is. It's only fair to be transparent in all things, literally everything. Yeah. Well, they got to his parents because one of the parents, his father had his DNA in the system. So then they wouldn't have to, the only way they would have to do a tree is if they found like a cousin and then they would need to like link that back to a parent or the person. Yeah. Show worker. It doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Just like the math teachers used to pound in all of our heads as kids. Show your work or you cheated. Yeah. Yeah, I used to get in trouble all the time in school because I didn't show work. Did you always get the right answer, though? I mean, not always, but I was I was good at math. But I just did it in my head. Yeah, this is interesting. I'm going to have to read all of this. So investigate. Investigative genealogy. No, not in the CODIS system. In like one of the, um, you know, like uh, what is it called? What? In the genealogy, you know, genealogy websites, like tracking your ancestors. Yeah, it's up here. Yeah. The, not in CODIS. It there's one that's specific GED match. There's one that's specifically used for law enforcement primarily. And it is GED match and GED match. Right. Yeah. Gathers profiles from all these other places, from all these other places. 
Um, this is the judge's order of the IgG surrounding all of that. Yeah. 32 page document in the Idaho Ford case. <laughs> yes. Indeed. Indeed. Just anybody who's hopping on, I saw you asking art of deduction. Yeah. What do we know? What else is in here? Um, is it all uh, DNA related other than what we covered? What are those numbers? <clears throat> I mentioned Vargas's name at the bottom of that. The defense opposes the state's motion for protective order and on June 22nd, 2023, filed defendant's third motion to compel discovery. A portion of that motion to compel asks that the state be required to turn over the following information related to the use of IgG. All reports generated by any lab that conducted SNP testing on any sample in this case, including from samples where unknown males, not the defendant, were identified. Copies of all communications between laboratory personnel and any other person or organization with regard to the instant case, including letters, memos, emails, internet posts, press release. So they want everything. Yeah, they obviously all of this is they want anything related to it, period. Yep. Even emails talked back and forth. Yep. Which is interesting. Did you want to read all of that? Uh, all documentation associated with to. the database search, including but not limited to CODIS, NDIS, GED, Match, Family Tree, DNA, and or felon databases, case sample databases, missing persons, internal qual quality assurance databases. The documentation should include but is not limited to the input profile, the input search parameters, the search output, all reports, all correspondence, and all follow-up actions. Add documents related to any genetic genealogy search, including, but not limited to, the creation of a user profile, accounts, information, automated search results, uploading of data, all queries and search results from any private or public data bank, family tree information, and all other documents, reports, notes, or other communications pertaining to genealogy DNA I database searches. I wasn't telling you to read it. I was asking if you wanted to. I don't uh, all documents related to the genetic genealogy investigations, including but not limited to additional collection and or testing of DNA samples, notes of any interview documents obtained related to ancestry or recommendation for further testing. All documents related to comparison of any DNA samples collected during the genealogy investigation to crime scene evidence. The name and address of all persons found to sufficient sharing centimorgans with the subject profile to be identified as a match in the report created in this case. Bam. Yeah. They cite a case there. Yep. <clears throat> then it gives the analysis material to the preparation of the defense. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dig into this doc document, and we'll uh, probably have a video coming out on it soon. <clears throat> um, you know, anything we find in it, 
but because we can't read all of it here on stream. But like I said, if you guys have anything specific you want us to look at, just let me know what page it's on. Um, but we had a comment that I thought was kind of interesting. What's that? Um, Suzanne Hunter said, you really would do well to take a step back and take <clears throat> another look at the DoorDash. That's the entire reason why we have a gag order here. Why do you say that? Why do you think that's the whole reason there's a gag order? Am I missing something? And Art of Deduction said, however, this entire IgG is mute since the FBI put in a tip and it is not a direct lead to the suspect. And that is why the prosecutor has no evidence for it. Yeah. Because it's just a tip. Yeah. It's a good point. But I feel like it was instrumental. Even, even if that's the case, it's instrumental in identifying who, whose DNA that was. <clears throat> It is, it is, but they wouldn't have much if it weren't for that. Uh, I agree. Ba based on what we currently see, I agree with you 100%. And um, without the tip, I don't think they would have had him. I, I agree. Um, but I, I just want to know what other evidence they have. It's killing me not to know what that other evidence is that they claim they have. They claim there is. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'll be really curious if this, because um, everybody keeps saying there's so much more. There's probably so much more that they have that we just don't know about. And yes, there's a gag order, but does that mean there? Because the defense hasn't been bringing up anything else than what we've been talking about. So, if they have so much more, are they hiding it from the defense? Are they about to ambush them in trial? Because that'll look real bad. So, you need to read the defendant's objection to the state's motion to compel motive of defense of alibi dated August 2nd, the most important filing. And Taylor is not saying Koberger was not there. Yeah, I think I'm pretty, <clears throat> so here, these are things, okay, so what I've been looking at with the DoorDash, okay, is supposedly JLR went to that jack-in-the-box, and somebody at that jack-in-the-box told him that the DoorDash delivery person was a girl with dark hair. <laughs> okay. Okay, but according to, I forget who it was. It might have been Truth and Transparency that spoke to either um, Emma okay. Bailey or somebody around her, and they confirmed to her that she was not the DoorDash delivery person that night. I don't know what to believe. Uh, I've heard people saying that it could have been Brian. If it was Brian, I feel like we would have something. Yeah, we would have something. had something. Somebody telling us that he did do DoorDash deliveries. And we I haven't agree. had that ever. Now, is there some wild possibility? I guess. I just don't feel like it's very likely he was the DoorDash delivery person. Before, I used to think that it was more likely um, than I do now because I didn't have as much information. Um, at this point, I feel like there would have to be something. They would have had to have done a search warrant for DoorDash, the app. Yeah. Don't you think the company? Yeah, I mean they did. 
Yeah, but for him specifically. Yeah. But what they didn't list the name. So I guess yeah. technically it could be. I don't know. Yeah. But it, they did. You're right. I, I'm remembering reading it now. I don't. You're right. They did. I, I do not think he's the DoorDash driver, but we don't know for sure. Well, Drunk Turkey also got a tip from somebody which take it with a grain of salt because there's nothing backing it besides this person saying it yeah um but saying that the doordash delivery person was a witness that night and saw Koberger in his car pull up to the home and also saw Zana up in her room through the window awake okay is what somebody told you know the guys i think daniel from drunk turkey so um I don't know. There's there's so much. There's so many different accounts of who that DoorDash driver is. Are they even important? I've even heard people say they have evidence that there was never a DoorDash delivery that night. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't think there's any way to know the relevance of the DoorDash delivery. Um, now... One thing it could be is there was a bag, okay, there from DoorDash that was from another night because we now know they were eating well, pizza that night yeah. and there's pizza boxes there. So I, it's it's possible they ordered DoorDash, but is there a date anywhere that shows us it was that night? Yeah, it should be on the tag. You're going to have to blow that image up. <clears throat> Hang on. If you looked under it, there were more pictures. Okay. Click on it. Look under it. Is this the right? Open it in a new tab so we can blow it up. Oh, wait. It's kind of blurry. Yeah. I don't know if this is the right picture. Oh, wait. I might have it saved, actually. Yeah. I thought I did, too. But. One, two, two, door dash order. Let's see here. Yeah, I don't, I don't see any way. Not from this image. Mm. Is that the right one? No, that's not the picture I had. No, I don't see it here. Yeah, Dang that's it. not the picture I had. No, I had a really good picture of it. Yeah, the unopened. Here, since we're here, if you're on Reddit, come hang out. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to have to dig into this because uh, this, this is interesting. This is interesting. 
So informants, the state argues that the genetic genealogy services and the individuals related to Koberger whose profiles match defendant's SNP profiles are informants whose identities are protected from disclosure under Idaho criminal rule. That's interesting. So <laughs> genetic genealogy services... Disclosure must not be required of any informant's identity unless the informant is to be produced as a witness at a hearing or trial subject to any protective order under subsection one of this rule or a disclosure order under subsection B of this rule. Interesting. Are you hmm. paying? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, yes, there is some interesting factors to the DoorDash stuff, though. And, yeah. And that's one area we haven't really dug into um, that we could dig into. I also have a couple other areas, you guys, that... Um, go deeper into the car and the potential car that we see in that area that morning um, or could be that night. Hmm. You found something? I mean, it's nothing new. We've talked about it before, but I'm thinking about digging back into it. Yeah. I think Just to see. You don't think they had pizza personally? Yeah, I, I'm not 100% bought into the pizza thing either because that pizza could be days old. It could. it could. You buy a pizza, you eat it, you throw the rest in the fridge, and you eat it for the next couple days. You know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying the DoorDash delivery could be too. Is there? Do we have anywhere um, that says for sure there was a DoorDash delivery that so night? The, I believe that without looking into this right i'm i am not well versed on my doordash information um but i believe they have identified the doordash as matching that time frame because there's only a few restaurants that are open during that time during that three to four a.m time mm -hmm. and uh jack in the box is one of a few okay we would need to look that up and i need to dig back into the details of uh the files to verify that though. Yeah. We're just seeing progress at least here. One, one question I have based on the interview, which we, we have a video coming out about the Kara interview. And just remember you guys with us being a talk show, we, we aren't going to try and race to be the first on anything. I, I would, I personally would rather have a good feel of the community and kind of where some of these facts and details are landing and give awesome input around these details and theories and things like that once those opinions land. You know what I mean? And uh, we have a video coming out that's in response to the Kara interview that was conducted by Crime Sleuthin and Jules of All Trades. And uh, 
yeah, I figured we'll just talk about it that night. I know that it's caused some drama and things like that. Um, yeah. I I don't think it's deserved drama, but, you know, I, I'm anti-drama on everything anyways. So people are going to be people and they're going to do what they want to do. And uh, me personally, I'm not an advocate for other people virtue signaling to their uh, community. I don't think that's fair to be like, well, I I understand they did this, but I wouldn't do that because I'm better, you know. That's just how it feels in any situation. I'm not singling anybody out. I just mean in general in the true crime community. Um, because I don't want members or viewers or anybody to feel bad if they would make a different decision. I don't feel like that's fair to anyone, you know. People are going to make their decisions based off what they believe is right. And if you look at all those decisions from a good faith basis, then they might have made a mistake that they regret, but that's kind of like a personal discovery. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, people make mistakes, you know, um, and, you know, I don't I haven't quite placed the interview on my moral compass, but I don't want to come out and like attack anybody. You know, I I think that they probably, you know, I think they approached it in good faith. I think they did. Uh, I think their intention. Uh, you already made a response. Yeah, I, oh. we didn't call out Mikey's. Uh, mem he gifted a membership. Oh shoot! Yeah, I had it highlighted. Sorry, Mikey. Huge shout out. Yeah, highlight it. Yes, that is awesome. Gifted membership. That's what we love to see. We got a new member in the community. Let's see who got it. Hey, hey Casey. Got it. Yeah. There awesome. we go. That is awesome, and we're super stoked to have you. We're super stoked to have you, Mikey, and uh, you've, you've always brought, brought really good input and feedback and comments, um, and there are some people out there that I, I just love reading some of their comments, you know, and uh, you happen to be one of them, so welcome, and we appreciate that. Oh, I just saw your comment, Mike. Thank you for that. I will look into it. Uh, look into the technique called parallel construction. It's what's being used in this investigation. It's shady, but legal. Um, and I also saw your guys' comments, comments on Jack in the Box being in Pullman, that there's two, and Got they it. are in Pullman only. Got and it. I do, who was talking about I want this? some Jack in the Box. If oh. you guys know which creator was talking about this, definitely shout them out in the chat. But they were saying maybe it was some kind of distraction, like the killer picked up the Jack in the Box. I agree. And brought it. I don't, I think, but what, 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 look, I don't understand. I think the only way that that can be ruled out is if it was investigated. If police did not investigate that possibility, then I don't think it's fair to just rule it out and take the, um, the order at face value. Yeah. We better get ready to be striked. For what? Oh, you're talking about for we're not going to use any of her footage. Um, we don't typically do that anyway. Like no. when we talk about crime circuses videos, we don't play them yeah. uh, when they're new. We usually just like put a picture up of it. Yeah, yeah. And then talk about it. So we're not going to be playing any of the interview. Um, you know, yeah. I think everybody's seen it. 
Um, and if you haven't, then go over there and check it out. But just to be clear, okay, if any content creators are watching and there's ever strike battles going on, I don't ever want to be a part of that. Okay. And two, we have a legal team behind us. So, um, we would win. Yeah. And <laughs> we would, we're totally okay with our, no matter what it is, use the content. Just yes. give us a shout out. I don't care. I am never going to tell people you can't use our content. Yeah. Like, unless you're straight up re-uploading it and pretending it's yours. Yeah. Then I don't care. So, oh, that's right. Je Jeff reached out. And, you know, that's super kind, Jeff. If you're still on here, you're watching this later. Um, that was awesome that you did reach out. But we have made this comment a couple times where, dude, people are allowed to use our content. And just because I'm letting someone, we're okay with people using our content, doesn't mean that other people should be like that. That's not me virtue signaling that, hey, because I feel this way, everyone should feel that way. That That is not what I'm saying. I think everyone's allowed to make their own decision and it is all okay, all of it, all right? So there are gonna be creators out there that don't want people touching any of their content. Like, there's only so much control you have over that, but got it. You know, we just aren't one of those people. We want people to be able to use any of our content. And uh, the ones that use our ideas or use our content, trust me, we have a very good bead on the true crime community and we'll never start drama. I will never say anything bad about anybody, um, but we know who is playing fair and who's not, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh there will come times where I'm sure there'll be some overlap and stuff or we'll want to do collabs or something like that. And all that stuff's taken into account. But anybody can use any of our content, just like Malia said. Shout out's awesome. Yeah. And we try and shout out. every. I think we're pretty good about shouting out everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we are. Uh, so CH, my feelings are that Kara's far too vulnerable and impressionable. Haven't read any of the drama. It didn't feel right to me. And, um, you know, mom, Kim, please just consider Jasmine's feelings, which is Anna's sister, uh, and her younger brother, Kara's trying. She deserves prayers and love. I disagree. Do not believe those two wanted anything but clicks. I mean, so I don't, I don't think that they just wanted clicks. I think that this interview felt important uh, to them. But, yeah, give your opinion first. But but I agree that she is vulnerable. And I here's my worry. I'm, coming from the back wait, I'm the meaner wait, one. Coming from the background, okay, of understanding how a drug addict works and knowing that she is not in a rehabilitation center, she's fresh, fresh out of jail. Okay. I am concerned that with all of that money. Okay, I know that she wanted money to do the interviews, okay? And it, it concerns me because even if she's sober right now, money is a trigger for addicts, okay? They get a bunch of money in their hand and they're sober. It could be like, oh man, I could get so much with this. Like it can become a trigger. And I don't know if she's currently actively using or not. It just concerns me putting yeah. that amount um, that amount of money in her hands because that is a death sentence for some people. It can be. Yeah. And I also do worry about obviously the family and and you know that's that's a good consideration is is you know Zana's sister and how the this would make her feel. So, um, you know, 
the mean the meaner comment okay yeah i am a black and white person or a black i look at the world very black and white you guys so this is how i see it there's nothing wrong with them making that content for clicks and comments and growth. That is literally what we're all here for. Anybody that's claiming that they're on here to uh, be some righteous person, okay? Come on, get out of here. You're on YouTube. Yeah. Come on, yeah. you're on YouTube. Yeah. Get get off of the high horses. Um, we're all on here for clicks and views. That is the whole point. We're trying to build something here so that we can bring an unbiased opinion to true crime. And that's our goal. And, that and doesn't I mean we don't care. No, it does not mean we don't care whatsoever. But in that same respect, she is an adult. She is an adult. And part of being an addict is being held accountable yep. for your own decisions. So would I have her on? Absolutely. Because she is the one who held accountable for those decisions. Would I pay her? Absolutely not. I will not pay anybody to come on our platform. Uh, but it has nothing to do with her addiction because that's not my place. I am not her. I don't make decisions for her. She is Kara. She lives with her decisions. She goes to sleep in her own head at night and she has to be held accountable to those decisions based on the life accountability that goes on around decision making. And I don't think it's fair for anybody to make those decisions for her. So, um, you know, if she's only doing it for the money, it's that's her decision and she's going to be held accountable to that based on her own decisions in life. Uh, you know, it, when you have an addict and you have people trying to meddle in this addiction and say, oh, this is this shouldn't happen. This should happen. This that's codependency. Get out of there. Just get away from them, man. They're self-destructive and there is nothing that you're going to do that's going to help them. Nothing. No, absolutely nothing. They are going to self-destruct destruct on their own. And unfortunately, with addicts, self-destruction has to happen. There's no way around it. You got to hit rock bottom. And by people uh, trying to help and meddle is only going to prolong that process. Mm -hmm. So I, you guys can throw tomatoes at me, but that's just my opinion on that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I have experience with like addict family members and things. And, you know, I have a lot of that in my background and, you know, trying to save somebody in that kind of situation never works out the way no. you want it to ever. Yeah, They have to do it themselves always. Yeah. A hundred percent of the time. I agree. They have to have to. Yeah. Or else it will not stick period. I agree. And, and to be very, very clear, if there's another person out there that has a different opinion than me, I love it. And I support your opinion. I'm not saying my opinion is right. That's just my opinion. You guys, yeah. I, I am, I try really hard to be the most accepting of all opinions and people's, uh, personal choices that I can. And mine is that, that does not mean mine's right. You know, um, I think all opinions are right. I just don't think it's okay to try and force your opinion on other people is the only thing. Yeah. But to be fair there, let's say a content creator brought her on and paid her and she used that money for dope and she ended up killing herself. Um, that is their accountability. 
That would be those content creators accountability. And again, I don't think it's wrong and I don't think it's right. That's, that's in my opinion, not, not my area to comment on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. It was but. their, their choice. Um, you know, everybody's accountable for their own choices in this life. Yeah. You all got to go to sleep in your own heads at night, you know? So yeah. I, I try and make decisions that allow me to have a good night's sleep. And I try and respect other people's decisions that allow them to have a good night's sleep, you know? Did I turn the room? Uh, yeah, I think everybody's on the same page, pretty much. Um, I, I just tend to be much more like black and white. People need to be held accountable for their own decisions, you know? Yeah, the, the money concerns me. But in the same respect, like, I don't think that I just wouldn't pay anyone for an interview, especially not someone who's self-destructive like that. Yeah, me neither. Uh, and you know what I mean? And yeah. I, I think she deserves support. But that support has to be very intentional when somebody's in an active addiction. Because I, support in what way, though? That's like, my big concern. Well, her daughter's gone. Like we support all victims and their families, but right. that doesn't mean handing them gobs of money right. that they can then go off themselves with. Essentially, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. I don't. I just don't think there's a right decision or a wrong decision. I don't think they're wrong for paying her. I just think that I hope they made I hope they could live with their decision if something went awry. Something went wrong. You know what I mean? That's my only concern. So Rumsey, in the interview, Crime Sleuthin said that all of the proceeds from that video are going to Kara. Yeah. She announced it in the video that she didn't want any of the money. She wanted it all to go to Kara. All super chats, all of it. Yeah. Right. Support Kara. And yes, please hit that thumbs up. Thank you, Riddler. Support Kara, not support the addiction. That's always that's always the goal with an addict. Support the healthy parts, not the I unhealthy mean, parts. You kind of just have to cut an addict off, though, and make them held accountable for their to their decisions. You know, look, here, here's on the flip side. OK, so and, and this is how I try and look at everything. What if. Doing that interview. And again, I don't think them doing that interview with her is wrong. I don't. And I don't think it's fair for anyone to judge them either. I, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here at all. I don't think it's wrong to pay her. I, I think that they're the ones that have to live with that decision. If something goes wrong, I wouldn't pay her. But that's just me. And I don't think it's wrong on the flip side. Um, but uh, let's say because of that interview, it causes enough bad blood in her family to cause her to hit rock bottom. And then she turns it around. Hmm. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. The, the thing is, you got to let an addict feel those decisions and accountability and not get in the way and meddle. Right. And I don't think I don't think there's a right and wrong answer. Yeah, I, I yeah, that's true. Hopefully everyone understands that.
And hopefully no one takes offense to that because I'm a firm believer that any opinion or comment can be said without it being offensive, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think there's a right or wrong way. I just. Yeah, we don't ever want to come on here and like virtue signal and try to tell people how to live their lives and what the the right and wrong decisions are. That's not never our, not our place. No, uh, we never want to come across as judgmental towards anyone. Um, you know, every human has their own journey in life and are going to make the decisions they think are best. Yeah. And, you know. neither one of us like looking at somebody else and just judging them. Like it it feels icky to both of us. Yeah. The the only thing I want to do is come on here and tell all of you that you're incredible for having your own opinions. Literally. That is my goal because I am fact obsessed, information obsessed, opinion obsessed. And there are no such thing as wrong opinions and right opinions. They're all right opinions. And uh, I, I don't think it's okay to tell people that their opinions are wrong. We should be able to hear them, talk about them, and work through them together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that Kara has a lot to do with the family, and I don't think she has for a very long time. Yeah, that that's, that is something that definitely should be highlighted is, uh, you know, it. Again, I don't think they're wrong for wanting clicks and views, okay? But if we're looking for real information around this case, I don't think she's the one to give it to us, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I agree with you. Um, I agree with you. I don't think she is either. I don't think she knew. that. That's why we made the video we made. Yeah. You're talking about that. and. Kara's more than welcome. If she ever watches this, she's more than welcome to reach out to us if she wants to talk. I'm super nice to everybody that I talk to. I'm I'm never, ever mean. Yeah. Yeah. We're born with a conscious and being judgmental for me makes me not be able to live with myself. <laughs> but I mean, it, it depends on what we're talking about here. There's levels to it. You know what I mean? Because I'll judge a serial killer all day. I'll judge someone who's actively hurting people all day. Yeah. But there's levels to it, you know? Yeah. Well, it's not even about there being levels. I, I think it ultimately just goes back to, can you, you right there who I'm talking to, go to sleep in your own head at night? If you can, that's really all that matters. So if somebody's opinion is that mass murder is okay, that's not a wrong opinion. I mean, it it's not for me to judge. It's wrong because the law says it's wrong and the people have voted uh, for that. So um, I, I just don't look at life that way. I, yes, it's wrong because our laws state it so and they need to be held account, accountable by putting by being put behind bars. I mean, it's wrong because you're killing people. Yeah. Killing people's wrong. Like Yeah. 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 I don't care about laws. If there if there was no law saying it was wrong, I would still think it's wrong. I mean, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I would never do it. Yeah. Here's <laughs> like, yeah, mass murder is wrong cuz the law says it's wrong. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> cuz I I don't judge other people. I don't. <laughs> No, I'm a part of a society and, and 
that society, it, we do things in a certain way. That's just how, that's my life vision. Okay. <laughs> so, Until if it you were goes a part out- of a society that said mass murder, there was just nothing about it. There were no laws. There was nothing. You'd this, be like, okay, well, there's no law. This so is going to go too deep. <laughs> Because you have to take into account what is considered normal at that time. Was I raised in that type of atmosphere or has it changed all of a sudden tomorrow? Because all of a sudden, if it changed tomorrow and we're being told that ending people is okay, obviously I got a problem. So what? You're taking it from the approach of like, say, the cannibal tribe where they think it's okay to eat people because they have been raised that way for generations and they're all used to it. And that's like their culture. Yeah. Yep. That's your approach. Yeah. That's That's totally what I believe. Yep. A hundred percent. Because I don't think those people know any other way. So is it wrong if they're only taught that the alphabet is three letters, A, B, and C, and they have no idea about D, E, F, G, A. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is it wrong in that situation? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it, I, as soon as she asked Stevie, I knew it was going to get so philosophical. I can't not do that. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. So yeah, I'll I'll always have two answers. I will always answer what I would make, what my decision would be in a a situation, and then I'll answer what I feel like is like the socially acceptable answer. Because I agree with you, uh, plumbing or yeah, go ahead, plumber. I agree with you, plumbing. I I wouldn't do that either, but I. Is it up to me to say that that might there might be a decision she made by making that mistake that could end up turning her life around? Does that make it a wrong decision? I don't know. I just have a hard time. Well, there was also this conversation surrounding Ethan Chapin's mother writing that book, too. And, yeah. and people didn't seem to like her making any money. And it's like when we get down, down to that kind of nitty gritty, like judging them for doing that. Are we doing anything beneficial by doing that? Like, are we really, is it really our place to do that? I mean, how they grieve, how they handle it after the fact, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with making money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, when it comes down to money, people have like a big problem with it i a big problem when there's monetary value there when you're receiving funds for something that they feel like uh you know it's a tragedy so you shouldn't be able to make money off of it but let's let's be honest everybody is making money off this crime mainstream media why can't the victims families yeah yeah they're the only ones i think that really really are deserved of money yeah. Now, the work that goes behind making content, I think that also deserves monetary value too. Um, but that doesn't mean the intention is so egregious and nefarious that you're like, I'm going to use this crime to make money. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, even, I get that. You know, I do. And even looking at that, I, I feel like I would have two answers where 
me personally, I wouldn't do that. But do I feel like it was actually wrong to where it hurts other people? Because like my basis on life is, does it hurt other people? If it's not hurting other people, like you guys, I'm an advocate for drugs to be all decriminalized. I think all of them should be. I think that we should follow Portugal's um, route where when they decriminalize all drugs, they, they had a pretty big increase in crime and addiction. And then after that five-year curve, uh, they're now lower in the entire world than anybody else. They have some of the lowest crime rates. They have some of the lowest addiction rates. They have some of the lowest everything rates. So um, I think there is two different answers to every situation where what is socially acceptable and okay and what decision would I personally make? You know, would I do what Kara did? No, I personally wouldn't. But would I get in the way of her making that decision, whether it be a mistake or uh, or not? No, I would not get in the way of that. No. You know what I mean? Does that make more sense? I hope I made more sense there. Yeah. And I, I don't think they're wrong for doing what they did. Any of those three. I don't think they're wrong. Um. They just have to live with the accountability that can come with those decisions. Mm -hmm. That's it. You know, could they live with hand? I'm not saying that she's an active drug addict, but we know she's battled addiction. So could they live with knowing that they handed a bundle of money to her and it, it ended her life? You know what I mean? Those are the things I would be thinking about. Yeah. If someone approached me and was like, hey, I'll come on your show, but only for like fifteen hundred bucks, um, I would be thinking those things. OK, well, wh what what could happen? What could I ultimately have to live with in this situation based on the decision I'm going to make? You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I saw you guys kind of arguing about or not necessarily arguing, but saying like being an addict doesn't mean that you don't love your kids that's that's true and jay ray i think that um that's a really good comment that care that what? zana lost kara a long time ago she lost her first yep and that's that's a really good point yeah yeah that that is absolutely what addiction does for sure and and unfortunately i think getting in the way of someone's addiction causes more harm than helps them. Mm -hmm. let, let You got to let them be self-destructive, man, unfortunately. Otherwise, you're just prolonging the pain. Yeah, we have no idea if she's still using or not. I don't know. Yeah, uh, so this comment here is, is if somebody values is to make money off of child slave labor, uh, yeah, I think that's wrong because I think any slavery is wrong. For sure. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, I don't know how that compares to this, though. <clears throat> I, I don't believe in ever 
getting in the way of someone's right of freedom. You know what I mean? And unfortunately with addicts, I think that's the big struggle here with a lot of situations is people want to step in because they feel like they can help them. And unfortunately, a lot of times you can't. The best thing to do is get out of their way because they are going 150 miles an hour straight into a brick wall. You know what I mean? And it, it's tragic to watch. It's horrible to see. And I, I feel like the only way to best serve them is to get out of the way because it's self-destructive, not uh, what's that called? Is it what's it? Um, whatever destructive, like harming other people. Right. There's a mm -hmm. big difference between personally self-destructive or uh, or harming others. And whoa, we got a uh, a tip here. Sticker chat super chat super chat yeah <laughs> even if someone gave you $1,500 to speak you can't take responsibility for what your choices for what choices they make with that cash that's not on you yeah I I think that that's fair too you know I I when I answer these questions a lot of times I'm trying to answer them from my own opinion and if I gave somebody $1,500 and they ended up ending their life with that money, I would have a hard time sleeping at night. So yeah. that that's where that answer comes in for for me is I would I would have a hard time not laying there thinking, dude, would that have happened if I wouldn't have done this? Would that have happened if I if they wouldn't have had my money that I gave them? What you know what I mean? And yeah. just with knowing myself, but I, I agree with you. There are some people out there. I don't think that that would bother them. Um, and I, I don't necessarily think that's wrong either. You sent a sticker. <laughs> what is happening, Violetta? I'm, I think I missed the context. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Ho hopefully everyone understands where i'm coming from yeah i mean i think it makes sense i think everybody i think everybody has really good input tonight on this i i'm just a big hippie you guys i accept everybody and everything as long as nobody is impeding on somebody else's life yep right I grew up like a punk rock kid with a mohawk and thought anarchy was like the coolest thing ever. You know, you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone, and we don't ever hurt anybody ever. <laughs> Life goals. So it does worry me how the parents of the victims get treated with kid gloves when that means the media defers to Kara on matters of fact when she's demonstrated not to be a reliable narrator. Agreed. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yep. I agree with you a hundred percent. I have a, I have a lot of, you know, experience with addictions. Um, and oh, I feel like, go ahead, finish. No, go ahead. You can call it out. I was just gonna. Yeah. It's a, it's a big one. Yeah, absolutely. So LA 1999, you guys are great. Thank you for the great discussion. Thank you guys. Um, yeah. All the input and opinions, this is what I love, and this is what 
we are aiming for in our community. So that is awesome. We appreciate you so much for being here. And the way we look at this is we work for you guys. Um, so whatever you guys are interested in hearing and seeing, we will try and present in the best way possible with our own opinions and, and added information. So thank you so much for that. That is awesome. Yeah, thank you. Um, tulips are, Rumsey said tulips are my favorite flower. I feel compelled to support Ethan's for work place and family wanting to buy, wanting to buy Ethan smile tulips. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's great. And I think you definitely should. I think that was a beautiful thing for them to do. It was yeah. really cool when I read that and saw what they were doing with Ethan's smile and everything. And I think if you, you know, want to do that, you should a hundred percent. There's nothing wrong su supporting monetarily. Yeah. It yeah. Helpful. I, I agree. I don't, I don't see anything wrong with any of the victims, family members and what they're doing. I think that it's all a healing process and I think it's going to look different for everybody. I think it's going to be different for everybody. And uh, I don't feel like it's up to me to say what is right or wrong in those situations. You know, it, the best way I could describe it is like, I, I don't judge anybody, but I do find myself judging people who judge people. Yeah, you do. You, yeah, for you sure. <laughs> I, that bothers me when people judge other people or virtue signal to other people like, hey, my way is 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 this way because it's the right way. You know, it, yeah. it, when in reality, when you're saying that, you're saying every other way is wrong. And I don't think that's right either. You know what I mean? I, I don't think that's right either. I have my opinion and my opinion is my own and it doesn't make it right or wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. Um, you know, the whole, I, I have the same issue with the higher power thing. Cause I, I have a hard time having blind faith. I have a hard time having faith period. Uh, I, I just can't. It's something my brain can't do. But one thing with that is I've heard a lot of arguments made that you just need to believe you're not the center of the universe. You know what I mean? Like you just have to believe that you, there's there are things greater than you, whether it's humanity, whether it's the universe, yeah. that you are not the center of the universe. You're not the most important person in the world. You're not special. That's really the idea behind it. Um, and something someone who is not religious could aim for to actually be able to work that 12 step process yeah. to get the benefits from it. Um, yeah, that's true. J Ray. Very true. Addiction's a whole, a whole problem in America. Yeah, it sure is. It sure is. My mom said I was special. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we yes. are. We are all special. Okay. We all are special in our own way. But addicts always think they're the most unique snowflake. Yeah. And that's like everyone's special, but I'm more special. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And addicts have this high and low. Of they're the best person on the planet or they're the worst. They go through these, you know, 
roller coaster. It's a roller coaster ride in an addict's head. It, it's a mental illness uh, yeah. for sure. And um, you know, the there's just a level of specialness. Okay. <laughs> Where yeah. you think you're either uh, the most important it, and it really has to do with emotions and things thinking your feelings matter more than anyone else Yeah. to where, you know, you do things just because you feel like doing them instead of doing what's right or what's needed or what's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Shots fired at you. I didn't fire shots. <laughs> All right. Good, and Good, yeah. Anne. You're doing the right thing. You're doing the For right thing. sure. I support you. Be strong. Yeah. You're doing the right thing. And it's so hard. It it's is. so horrible to get out of the way of people you care about, you know? And I think that's a lot of what we see in this with Kara right now, too, is people want to help. They do. Um. But if she's in active addiction, there really isn't any way to help. There's nothing you can do. Like trying to stop her from doing that interview, uh, you know, trying to keep her from making mistakes isn't going to work. Yeah, it's not going to work. It will not. It's a wasted effort. Even though people I, like it's it's commendable. People want to help even, I think. It is. Um. It just won't land. Yeah. But I I really hope that your kid comes out of that. And yeah, it is a gamble. And sometimes the only way to get their head on straight is to step away you know yeah you gotta let them hit that rock bottom where the hopefully the switch will finally flip and they will yeah. be like i can't do this anymore yeah all i know is i can't do this anymore and i can't do it by myself so i need to get help yeah 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 addictions always has been bad for a really long time um you know there's just too much fentanyl going around man yeah, oh. that fentanyl is dangerous stuff. That is like, that is, there's no better drug out there to create addicts. It has such a low, it has such a short high and an intense life. high. Um, and that, yeah, the half life. I mean, you're already going to go in to withdraw like bam in an hour. You know what I mean? It is wild. I'm sorry, Ann. It's something I think something I mean, it. the rock bottom, that is so true. You know what I mean? That hitting the rock bottom is what ultimately ends up changing an addict and driving them to want the help. And it's sad that losing your kids isn't a lot of addicts rock bottom. It, it really isn't for a no, lot of addicts. It's not. Um, and I think that's because they're like, well, they're better off in those people's hands anyway. Yeah. Than mine. You yeah. know what I mean? And um, I don't know. It's the it's a tragic mental illness. It really is. It really is. Yeah, it is. It is. Absolutely. Yeah, not all addicts have the same trick, same rock bottom. It's different for everybody. Agreed. 
I agree. But it doesn't, he is not him. Okay. Like it's really hard for family members to be like, see a, you know, a parent abandoning their kids and, you know, using drugs and all that. But you have to remember they're really, really sick. They're sick. Uh, it's a mental illness. They're sick. It's not, it's not them. They're, you know, they're not thinking right. Is there anything else you want to bring up? No, I was just triple checking the uh, the crime circus video because he touched on so many good things he on really here. Did. I I mean, talking about the uh, the I I told him everything. Um, the Sigma Chi. We're not sharing it, just in case you wanted to share it. I mean, we can. Uh, talking about Loach. And some of the other Sigma Chi members. I don't think we presented this picture yet. We're going to present it on part two. But gosh, that is coincidence, right? Super coincidence. So make sure you guys go check this video out. It is uh, a phenomenal video with a lot of open-ended questions to chew on, to think about, and uh, to 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 try and figure out because I think there are a lot of questions we need answered still here. A lot of questions we need answered still here. Yeah. So, um, the crime circus link should be in the description of this one here. I don't know if it's going to post. I think it has in the past when you posted them. Here, let me post this here real quick. Make sure you guys pop on our Twitter. That is the one that gets the least amount of attention because it is the only at that is not matching all the rest of them. All the rest of them are um, slash thought riot pod or at thought riot podcast. I mean, slash thought riot podcast or at thought riot podcast. This is our discord and discord has been popping off. You guys, we have 30, 40 people in there and we're only growing and it is just a true crime haven. We have uh content creators in there. We love it. We want to talk about everything and anything and be an overall support to the true crime community. So hop in that discord server. Um, if you're not familiar with discord, we are all there to ask questions. There are no stupid questions in there. Bam. Bam. Yeah, we don't, 
I don't know if you're asking about All right. when the trial starts, uh, Plummer, but we don't know. It's kind of yeah. open-ended. I don't think there is an official trial date yet. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, we're on we're on Twitter. We we haven't done Twitter Space yet. Uh, I would I would do Twitter Space. I might look into it and and do Twitter instead of Facebook. We haven't been getting a lot of movement on Facebook, but that's probably because we don't put a ton of time in Facebook. We tend to be on Twitter more, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, those are really our main platforms we focus on but i i want to be active on facebook i just have to relearn yeah the october 2nd trial date was canceled because uh koberger um waived his right to a speedy trial so now it's open-ended yeah we don't know yeah and okay suzanne i i'll read the document i'll look at the court filing and i'll i'll see more on that later yes absolutely thanks for the suggestion all right, you guys, that is it for tonight. And we appreciate all of you. Join our social medias, hop on there. We'll continue the conversation. We're always chatting in Discord, and we uh, we always post our videos when we're doing a premiere in Discord with a reminder. We always post our live streams in Discord with a reminder. We also have a Patreon as well. So I didn't post that, but that is in our description of all of our videos. Um, and we, we talk about all things true crime and discord, uh, join us on Twitter, join us on Facebook, Instagram, discord, and then make sure you check out Spotify, Spotify for the long forum I'm podcast. I'm guessing someone's dying outside your window again, J Ray. <laughs> And yeah, I posted the email in the chat just now, guys. Suzanne, if you want to email us for sure, send us an email. Yep, yep, yep. But we appreciate all of you. You guys have been amazing. And Mikey closing it out with a gifted Woo! membership. Yes. Last time we did 20. Next next stream, we might have to do 20 more. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. I will get my video posted by Friday. You guys got to hold me accountable to that. And uh, But tonight was a good conversation on some personal topics. So um, we appreciate you all for that. And uh, keep your heads up. Keep communicating. And if you have an opinion, it is never wrong. If you have a theory, it is never wrong. Share it and let us know about it because we want to talk about it. And Mikey, you are awesome. Yes. Let's see who got that. I didn't even. Uh, yeah, here it was. Stevie. Stevie. Awesome. That is great. Stevie's been in here on a few different occasions and always has some good input, too. We appreciate you all. Hey, Jeff. I wondered if you were still in here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you talked to him earlier. Yeah. Um, 
But okay, Mike. Yeah, for sure. I'll look into it. I think that's a good suggestion. Yes. I still haven't caught up on the emails yet. You guys, I will, but I'm just trying to finish this week's editing first. I only have like an hour left, which is roughly like three to five hours of editing. And then I will be caught up. So, um, remember no stream tomorrow and we will be back on Wednesday and it's going to be another hot topic and hopefully premiere where uh, I feel like we can go into more of the Kara interview. So we'll see how that comes out. We're going to be talking more about the drug theory. Yep. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Is it Friday yet? Right? Right. <laughs> we appreciate you all. And you all have a good night. My name is Brendan. This is the True Crime Talk Show. My name is Malia. And we're out. Good night, guys. Out. Stay safe. Stay safe. Because... Yep. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Oh, yeah. Happy Halloween. Stay safe because it is a thought rioty world. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm going to go kick it with Drip Drop. He's back here waiting so we can go through the tunnels. See you guys later. Bye.